Ho, 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 gamers. Wake up. It's the big think dimension with Dan and Bob Video Games. Armored Core Real. Armored Core Real? <laughs> Chris Wolfhart. Hey, it's that dog. And Dr. Agro. Dog, what? No, wait, did that guy say Armored Core Real? Here on Gigaboots. I'm still a little overwhelmed since our recording announcement, so I'm just going to go. You need to recover from that, Dan. I'm sorry. That's not acceptable. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Big Think Dimension 200. Woo! Oh, shit. God. We, uh, we made it 200 episodes, unfortunately. Unfortunately, aggro is still hop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. The Game Awards has forced me, unfortunately, to become the Joker. That's really unfortunate. That is really... I cannot stress how unfortunate that is. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have been uh, susceptible to that if that had been a Dark Souls 4 trailer and not an Armored Core mm -hmm. trailer. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I would already... I, I can't remember the last time I was that afraid. I would already be in police custody. <laughs> I believe is the correct way to phrase that. Although although I'm still pretty sure, uh, eventually, oh, like, God. a little ways into that game, you'll meet a mech with a bald head, and he'll be like, there's treasure down there, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, Patches is an armored core staple, so this is very, very likely. Yeah, it'll be weird if you don't run into him at least in an arena. <laughs> but that's right, we're here for Big Thing to mention number 200. The one where Bob and I talk about the binary domain. Oh god, that was only a week ago? <clears throat> that was in fact six <clears throat> days ago. Man! It is important that we talk about binary domain. Do you know why, Bob? Uh, why is that? That VOD is already blocked globally. What? Because of a troll. Oh. It has like 20 claims on it, all of which are non-sex <sighs> text and aren't credited to a real human. Oh, come on. What a great website YouTube is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's fucking it's fucking awesome. It's so good. It's 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 the best shit in the world. Well, they set a great tone for content creation going forward. It's a great place to create. It's a great place to be. Anyway. <sighs> Dan, Dan, I, I, I know you're having fun, but I, I'm really going to need you to unjokerfy aggro. <laughs> what if I told you I already tried and it didn't work? <laughs> oh, fine. no. I feel safe in here. Bonk, bonk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry, Chris. You're just going to have to stare directly into his eyes the entire stream. Uh, apparently they got that guy who uh, broke on stage for uh, Game of the Year during the Game Awards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that checks out. That's good. The, yeah, they really just he really just snuck, just snuck up behind them. Security's like, well, I guess he's fucking I guess he belongs there. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. You're just fucking clown pilled, Dr. Agro. Like, I can't <laughs> stop it. I'm not in control here. It's whatever. <laughs> this is how I ease back into being on big thing. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Well, uh Binary Domain's a really cool third-person shooter from 7th gen. It was also on PC. If I had known it was on PC, I would have been delighted to check out that version anytime near when it came out. Mhm. Mm that game has awesome characters. I love the plot. The writing's so good. 
It's delightful at all turns. But for some reason, they thought Big Bo's too good. Let's take him out of the game for yeah, a few what, hours. What were they thinking? It was like, it felt like half the game Big Bo was gone. <laughs> I was uh, very upset. Yeah, it was, it was very upsetting. Very upsetting. So people would come in and be like, why is Bob's name Big Bo? Or Bo <laughs> video games. And I would be like, well, he's named after a character we haven't seen in hours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the set pieces in the game are a little weird. They're, they're really bad. They don't, I, don't, up. I, I don't, don't know that they know how to design an encounter for a shooter is kind of how it feels. By the I, end. It's like a hard encounter means when a really big back hits you with the rocket that makes you ragdoll and fly hundreds of feet. <laughs> that the, I mean, it is the first actual shooter that studio ever made, so that doesn't really surprise me too much. They didn't they didn't make um what is it Yakuza Dead Souls before that? That's that's not a shooter. Yeah, it's not. That, it's, that's that's a, a Yakuza game. That's a Yakuza game where you use guns. Mhm. Okay. Bob, talk about it. I'm going to adjust the camera. Okay. Yeah, that's Binary Domain's really neat. I think this like we just said the story's good and interesting, but it's really funny when it just Obviously has Hollywood movie scenes written into it. It's just it feels direct. Like, like specific scenes yes. or just Hollywood-esque scenes? There, there's Hollywood-esque scenes, and then other scenes are just like this feels like it's directly from some movie. <laughs> um that that happens a lot in that game. Uh, which is fun. But yeah, I think the the gameplay here is pretty rough as far as always doing set pieces that are <laughs> a missile flies slowly at you from off screen completely silently <laughs> yeah they, sound design wise they don't really warn you about shit like that at all no you just eventually find out oh there was a missile above my vehicle and now the vehicle's health bar is draining ah uh, yeah yeah one of those things where uh audio cues aren't great and the uh being the full visibility of any encounters kind of feels a little impossible but yeah, I think it really did just break down to how many encounters would be like, this is a hard encounter, meaning somebody's looking a giant mech's looking at you on frame one and shooting a rocket within three seconds that will knock your ass across a baseball field. Like, yes, and then you ragdoll, <laughs> fall over like, onto the ground for 30 seconds before you stand up. Yes, and, and sometimes they have another rocket ready for when you stand up. Yeah, but it's, uh, I it's think, very funny. I think Bob and I, what we, what we agreed upon in the stream was like, if they had gotten a second chance, that would have been... A really great game. Yeah. No, if they got a second chance, for sure. This, this would have been great. Yeah. Mm. I really liked Binary Domain. I liked it a lot. Um, I feel like they could have made like a 9 or a 10 if they just got a second chance. But yeah, instead, oh, I, yeah I, it, just, like, it just did too bad. Yeah, that's that unfortunate. Game, that game is already stunningly high rent for a uh, RGG Studios game. Mm -hmm. it, it really is. It's just, I assume that game was half its length. Because it just kept going through content. Yeah. Yeah, there's always something new. There's actually impressive set pieces, even if they're bad. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Anything else you want to say about Binary Domain before we move on? Not really. I think the trust system is interesting, and I definitely see how that would uh, incentivize uh, replays. Because mm -hmm. you build trust with your... Let me explain how. Okay, there was a, a T.O. Yeah, like hop. the trust me, system. Yeah, the hot. This is how system. we build the roof of your house. Let me explain what the Federal Reserve does. <laughs> I'm going to explain the trust system. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a number of allies you get throughout the game, and you build trust with them by taking down a bunch of enemies for them, saving them the work. 
and doing other things with them conversationally that either raise or lower trust. Like some sort of strategy that might be triangular in nature. And uh, the ending you get is actually based on that. Mm. We got the second best ending of the game. Meaning Bo died, but everything else was fine. And me and Bob were just like, <laughs> but at what cost? Right? Um, yeah. I forgot to mention, we, we played this with the headset. Oh, yeah. How the fuck did we not even? That was a nightmare. So you Oh, God. Was this one of that one of those games where you could shout voice commands? Oh, we need to try that again. That tech's so much better now. <laughs> I know. That's what I spent but a it, lot of that stream saying. But it wasn't then. No, <laughs> it absolutely no, was not it better wasn't. by then. We was, definitely did not figure that out by the end of seventh gen. What was that game where you're yelling at a blonde woman on a space station? Lifeline, <laughs> and that came up twelve million times during <laughs> that stream. Magazine into own head. <laughs> <laughs> Which God, I forgot you. <laughs> forgot you said that. Oh. <laughs> we got really frustrated at the lady in Lifeline. She would not do shit for us. It has the same problem Lifeline did where if we spoke with English, it would understand us better. Yeah, Chad, Chad eventually <laughs> talked me into doing it because they were just like, I tried to do it so many times. Uh, one of the commands is blitz. And I was like, blitz, blitz. And someone in chat's like, say bits. And I'm like, bits, nothing. And so hours after somebody was like, it works better with the English. I'm like, but it's worked perfectly. I'm like, shit. Yup. Fuck. <laughs> but if you play that with an open mic, it just leads to the, the allies thinking you're just constantly yelling at them. No matter what. No matter what you do, they're just like, fuck you. <laughs> a lot of it was them telling Bob to shut the fuck up. Yes. Bob <laughs> said some naughty words to them as far as the game was concerned. <laughs> Bob's like, shit. And they're like, calm down. <laughs> This is really good. It was a really good playthrough. I was shocked when everyone in chat was like, wait, they have the mic on. No one's ever done this for a playthrough. And I'm like, why would you not? <laughs> because it why doesn't would... fucking work. Yeah, that's why you would do it. <laughs> right. Do you not understand content? Turn the mic off when it's just you, motherfucker. <laughs> what was it? It was really funny. Chris was a judge. He's like, yeah, why, why would the game worry about you talking to someone? Who are you talking to? <laughs> like, no one. Big Bo is my girlfriend now. I have no real girlfriend. I can't wait till you guys play Alien Isolation with the mic on next to a speaker for point redemptions. <laughs> oh, no. No. Oh, my God. No, they did that. That's insane. You know, and, and as, a, as heartbreaking as it was, okay? For Big Bo to die because we didn't build the perfect trust. Mm -hmm. We had perfect trust with Big Bo. Just so yes. we're clear. It wasn't because of that. It was because of someone else. Yeah, we needed perfect trust with everyone in the whole party. <sighs> but there was a specific person we needed it for, for him. No, that, that ending only unlocks if you get it for everyone, literally. He only survives? Yeah. Okay, so it's not individual characters die off. Because I assumed it was a system based on... Because there is a person who would have saved him. Right, but everyone describes it. We even we okay. got that guy's... That guy was maxed out. Yes, that's wise. true. That's true. So yeah, it was need to be the entire party maxed out. That hmm. was the only way to achieve it. But what I was going to say is that even though this was an emotionally upsetting moment, I did not feel nearly as much betrayed in that ending as it watched me made me watch such a heart-wrenching scene. As I did at the ending of Gears 3 where they're like, and Marcus Phoenix is really straight. <sighs> and he loves this chick who he barely seemingly recognized in the first game. 
I'm like, the fuck is this? What the fuck? Gears 3 ends abruptly on a beach as they hold hands watching the sunset after Marcus Phoenix's dad, the smartest scientist in the world. Wait, wait, wait. Three ends with Marcus Phoenix on a beach? Yeah. Is he wearing the suit? Well, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's yeah. literally the, the you just finished the final boss and you talk to a beach. Yeah, why? What's up? I was gonna ask what he was shaped like under there. <laughs> oh yeah, no, never. <laughs> you imagine? Like, is that is that all meat? I don't... <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So I think binary domain was a fun time. I would not say it's a great game because the set pieces I don't like any of them. <laughs> okay, maybe the jet ski, but. I don't like 95% of them. When it does normal gameplay, that's actually pretty good. I was like, did you play the jet ski? Uh, I, I don't know. It looked fine, man. <laughs> I was like, I remember playing it. I did, bad. I did the water slide. Let me tell you, that's just the same shit at a different angle. <laughs> there been a game with a jet ski section that was good. Uh, Jet uh, Moto. Um, uh, uh, does not count. <laughs> it doesn't count. Oh, there's a jet ski section. <laughs> I just realized Shaq can't see me gesture no, emphatically. I'm yeah, enjoying no. the hell out of it. He's doing I'm so giving Dan a what the fuck are you talking about face. Um, <laughs> Shinobi 3. That's I guess that's more of a water, like you're on a surfboard that's with the rock powered, mm -hmm. not over water. Oh, Shinobi 3. I'm, my brain's like Shinobi PS2. What the fuck are you talking about, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> There's no fucking water that doesn't kill you in that game. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Were you straight up lying about not being able to fix that? Oh no, I eventually figured it okay. out. <laughs> I eventually. I'm like you, Roger Rabbit, son of a bitch. Sorry, guys, can't figure it out. And every time he talks, clown sounds come out of the fucking microphone. I don't know what's causing that, but I can't fix it. Can't fix it. No one can fix it. Unfixable. <laughs> But yeah, Binary Domain, pretty cool. Pretty good start, in my opinion, to 7th Gen Wonderland. Yeah. I had a fun time playing through that game. There was a lot of neat shit in it. Love the characters. Hopefully we can keep the standard up as we go through Devil's Third tomorrow. I think that'll keep it up. The opening yeah, is probably. gold. <laughs> that is one of the fucking funniest openings in the game, in my opinion. We're getting... I'm very excited for Aggro to see that. By the way, Aggro will be joining us for that stream tomorrow. So please, stop on by. Be excited. Yes, please. This is the definitive AAA Wii U experience. <laughs> yeah, Go the, fuck it yourself, has to be Mario. when there's only one. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, Mario 3D World. <laughs> it, it's always weird. Nintendo games are so different from games any other publisher makes. It's weird to be like, yeah, it's a AAA game. Yeah, like, is, I guess really in terms hard. of the money spent on it, but it has none of the same elements at all. Yeah, this is none of the trappings. Um, yeah, the only Nintendo game I could be like, oh, it's easy to call that AAA is like, uh, well, Xenoblade 3 and Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I was going to say Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Yeah. I have a problem <laughs> saying if Xenoblade 2 is AAA because I look at the resolution and go, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, I went back. I, I play, Oh, yeah, that's right. I get to talk about this. I played 27 hours of Xenoblade 3. Good Lord. Jesus. I would have played more if I didn't have a bunch of things uh, time vampire me over the last one and a half days. Not the least of which is sleeping a lot and then playing a lot and then sleeping a lot and then staying up for a day straight leading up to right now. 
But Xenoblade 3 is really delightful. Um, normally, I fucking hate temporal anti-aliasing. Like, drives me insane. But in this game, it actually looks really sharp. It, normally, I hate anisotropic volcanoes. <laughs> no, but. I just, it's the weirdest thing. Like, so here's this game that I really like. The anti-aliasing. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Well, here's the thing. Here's why I'm bringing it up and how it connects to the prior thing we were talking about. They use this temporal AA thing to mm. make the game look so sharp that I will never play Xenoblade 2. <laughs> and I'm really doubting I'll ever play the remaster of 1 because I looked at those after playing 26 hours of this game and I'm like, they look like fucking Vaseline smeared on butter smeared on a plastic screen. It is so oh, oh, rough yeah. over there. Z Xenoblade is. 1 is really fucking rough. It didn't, didn't yeah. fucking help the fact that that game came out like right after I got the OLED and I'm like, no, it's like I I can see for the first time and it's all wrong. Yeah. No, there was resolution now. It's it, this is this is the yeah, I think we even made this joke back when you got the OLED and that came out. Just like it's a Twilight Zone episode written by me psychopathically. <laughs> And but then yeah, he gets like, an OLED, uh, and all he has uh, is a Switch. <laughs> I, I will play Xenoblade 2, but it's going to be on Yuzu, so I can be like, please run above 366p. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this game looks really sharp um, as you move these through these amazing-looking open worlds that, like, absolutely stunning, uh, completely amazing they accomplished this on the Switch. There's a little bit of a, and, you know, I think uh, John Linneman coined it as this, a ripple effect almost. Where the temporal AA combined with the kind of low resolution combined with the way it's loading in, sometimes you just kind of look at a patch of grass as you're moving forward, and you almost see like a like a ripple. Like, weird. Yeah, it's really weird. It reminds me of like um, when people's upscalers and emulators are set wrong, and you watch as like there's almost a swell in a certain section of the screen. Like this used to be more of a problem further back with other ways of capturing, but I. Feel like as of late, people don't really have that issue in that way. I really enjoy the gameplay, but <laughs> I'm really looking forward to beating this game because the arc so far over the last 26 hours has been something along the lines of we're going to introduce all these amazing systems. Wow, this is really great. I can stack all these and I got this equipment to stack on that. And wow, I'm really over leveled for this. Man, these enemies don't stand a chance. Why is this taking so long? <laughs> like it felt like as the game went on, I didn't become more at, at risk for dying. I became more at risk for spending a really long time in combat. Uh. The game also does this thing where it's like uh, you can take your characters, help them learn any class. Well, uh, asterisk. But basically, any class eventually, and you can get master skills and master arts from those, which will allow you to stack those abilities on your main one, which is pretty cool. But some characters have more of an aptitude for certain class types. Mm -hmm. So your main character being a cool DPS dude because that feels good. He's better at learning other DPS classes. And they literally have a letter grade for how good they are at this. But at a certain point, that came really fast. Way faster than I was expecting. I almost feel like a fucking moron for teaching my people anything. It's like, okay, you all learned three classes. I feel like you really shouldn't have learned any past the first one. Because <laughs> uh, the rest of these... I mean, that medic thing is pretty fucking dope. But the rest of this is kind of... Hmm, for most of you, I don't know. Maybe I should have... 
so that was step one of me being like, maybe I don't listen to exactly what the game tells me is a good idea, and I just trust myself a little bit more. Then I did this thing where it's like, uh, what was this? I was specifically trying to do something. Go. Oh, I was trying to uh, harvest materials. I was trying to go and get materials in order to craft a thing. I have the ability to craft this high damage buff gem. In gems, you craft one and they can, every character can equip it if they want to. So it's like, okay, that's an important thing to fucking do. All I need is this one material. I look up a guide. The guide's fucking terrible. But the guide's like, it drops from this enemy. Just go kill them and it'll drop. And I'm like, okay. I genocidal spree is how I would describe what I did. Did not drop the correct rarity at any point. And I just went, that was like two hours of my plate session gone. And I have accomplished nothing. Uh, there's a system in this game where if you see new areas or progress new story events, you get experience. So there's a very real cost to you not exploring new areas or just progressing through the story. So, yeah, that, that was uh, phase two of me just being like, don't, don't literally do what the game's asking you to do right now. Like, <laughs> go, go, don't just play the game. Uh, I then went back to doing that. I loved exploring the open world and I love progressing the story. There's a lot of cool stuff. Thematically, in my professional opinion, Xenoblade 3 is about capitalism. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> let, me, let me do some vague world building to, to, to maybe get you excited. I don't know. Agro, have you ever played a Xenoblade game? <laughs> I didn't expect this no. Okay. I know dick all about other Xenoblade games. But in this Xenoblade game, there are two different tribes. They have colonies. These colonies constantly fight each other because they need to murder in order to fill the fire clock. The flame clock will keep them alive. If it depletes, they all die. You do these fights for a mysterious, ambiguous thing above you. Apparently. Apparently. I'm 26 hours in and I'm just going to be vague and not overly specific. And so you're just fighting proxy wars to die, to get the juice to make the new generation. People in this game die at the age 10. This plot fucking rules and I love it. Holy <laughs> shit. That's the juice. Yeah, no, I, I really do like everything going on. There are very small points that I just go... That's, that's kind of that's kind of stupid but like <laughs> one of those was like sort of one of those idiosyncrasies that comes with the game where it's just like my god that mech jumped up out of the ground isn't that from lambda colony oh my god they could be here any moment it was a pilotless mech but the information is going back to the headquarters they could be here any moment we should go 124 meters later this seems like a good point to rest at. <laughs> Let's go to sleep. <laughs> and that was like the funniest thing in the game. <laughs> also, yes, uh, I now understand every... Because I've enjoyed Triple Q's Sinoblade Chronicles and various songs that make, uh, or memes, that make a lot out of the voice clips in Xenoblade. And you don't need to play that much before you go, I get it. You will hear every sound in this game 50,000 times before you're done. Yeah, that's not chat, my game. Chat is just filling with, that's a rad doodah there, <laughs> which you hear so often. 
They have their own version of the Persona all-out attack. And you get to select which allies plan you want to go with, which each one has buffs. Like, oh, this one's going to lower the defense of the enemy during this chain attack. And this one's going to lower the ether defense. And this one's going to buff the DPS and the healers. So they heal more and they do more attack during this chain attack. And there's this chick called Senna, which is basically just a Tinkaton given human form. And when you select her plan, she goes... Yippee! And it is the funniest shit in the world, and I love it. God, yeah, my least favorite one is lands a uh, big beefcake on your team. Dumb brute, kind of. Uh, you finish a battle, and he's like, that was a bit easy, or something like that. That part doesn't stick with me. The part where uh, the third member of your core team from the beginning of the game just goes, you hear that? Lands wants something a bit meatier. And she says it every fucking time. And I'm just like, please stop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I was jumped by enemies. I didn't even choose to fight them. Please leave me alone. Why are we still here? <laughs> just to suffer. Uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying Xenoblade. I'm really glad this doesn't look as bad as 2. I definitely would have stuck with the game if it was as blurry and hideous as 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, which sounds superficial, but hey, when you're watching a battle play out in slow motion for minutes at a time, uh, because they go, this fucking bird has blue flames next to its level number, meaning it will take seven minutes to kill for some reason. <laughs> you kind of want it to look nice. Uh, aside from that, not much else to talk about. Uh, oh, no, one last thing. There... I feel like this is definitely a Xenoblade tradition. I feel like this is absolutely a Xenoblade tradition. But the moment you get into a fight, it is like hell cracked open the earth and put all of this hell spawn energy directly into a wind instrument to blow out your speakers. <laughs> to let you know, oh, that's a fucking bird and it's angry at you now. <laughs> And I'm just like, Jesus fucking, oh my God. It's so loud. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, but that's it. That's all I have to. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the funniest shit in the world that they would not bring Xenoblade over to America. Nintendo Europe dubs Xenoblade. And for the rest of time, mm -hmm. they yeah. get to dub every Xenoblade yeah, because, frankly, I have no problem. Well, okay. I have one problem with the British accent. I'll get to that, and I feel like you'll appreciate this as much as me, or hate this rather as much as me. Two, uh, the voice directing is terrible. Um, there are multiple moments, and maybe this is because they didn't spend enough time explaining to the voice director in Europe, assuming there is one, the context of lines. Because sometimes they'll just say it in a completely wrong tone for the situation they're in. Oh, that yeah. happens in one too, right? So they're still doing that too. They have an item called wait for it, Razzle. Basil. And for anyone in the audience who doesn't get it, with a British accent, it'd be Razzle Basil. But I love It's fucking Basil. It doesn't work over here. So, anyway. <laughs> and now my Xenoblade segment is done. Hey, Bob, what you been playing? Um, I actually was able to play a few things too. Cool. I played all the way through Ghostwire Tokyo. Oh, God, oh, that fuck. wasn't the last week. Huh? I need to do that. Yeah. 
Cool. On what you... platform, Bob? PS5. How bad did it feel on a controller? <laughs> not great. Okay. That's definitely a problem. It feels better than Deathloop, but that's not saying much. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, it's... So this game, you basically play as a dude with psychic powers who fights a lot of different ghosts that have shown up in Tokyo, and this is after a big event that basically everyone in Tokyo just vanished. Like, you just find clothes on the ground everywhere. Fog, like, swept through and uh, disintegrated them all. So it is a open-world Tokyo environment that's completely empty, which is really pretty neat, and it's cool from that angle. I want to pre preface this with, I am predisposed to like this a lot. In case people didn't know, Bob's a bit of a weeb. I... My favorite animes are like Yu Yu Hakusho, and I, I love the just modern day character with psychic powers fights demons and ghosts. Like that's, I basically have watched every anime with that. Your your favorite anime isn't Space Brothers. No, grow up. I don't think anyone's favorite anime is Space Brothers. <laughs> I want to meet the person whose favorite anime is Space Brothers. Anyways, I mean it, it's fine. <laughs> it, it's probably really good actually, but I fucking fight or flight reaction. <laughs> Don't do that shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this game has a ton going for it for me. Uh-huh. It controls a little clunkily, uh-huh, which I could get over. Like it feels a little goofy to climb stuff, and mm. like this game feels like it should have had almost Mirror's Edge level of urban exploration abilities. Mm -hmm. But instead you just have a little bit of a climb. And for some reason you have to glide from Infamous 2's DLC where you first person you go, you just have the aura all around your vision. <laughs> what? <laughs> Bob, I'm not ready for you to ever reference vampire DLC from Infamous 2. Yeah, I don't know why it looks like that, but you can just glide down slowly while doing that. Oh my God. Oh you, my God. Uh, you do various cool hand symbols while shooting energy out. Mm -hmm. And there's even like Dawn of Sorrow style things like, oh, you got to seal this demon. And you you literally like it'll draw things on the screen. And then you draw it on your controller's touchpad. Good nice. luck, Xbox people. Oh, yeah, that's not going to be good for it. Like, there's like a way I could understand on a mouse. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in the, I guess it, the analog stick is supposed to work, too. But every time I tried that, it just didn't feel as good. Yeah, no, that look because they're sharp angles. Yeah, it's like mm -hmm. go up and then. 200 whatever degrees down into the left and then and then yeah doing that on a stick yeah yeah they didn't make good prompts for the stick either so like oh. the, i could see that being accomplished if you had like okay your hand moves one to one or you have a good prompt for it but it doesn't have any well, of that the, i think there's a solution when it comes to xbox they can just be like plug in your mic <laughs> and then when the prompt comes up you stand up and yell mcdonald's then <laughs> it does it it does the seal so bob you've been leading up with a lot of i'm predisposed to like this i like urban exploration ideas yeah there's a lot of really cool art in this game you do really neat stuff there's almost no story in this game that's weird that this game was like 12 hours long which is also I, a little weird yeah, for a giant game like that Yeah, a little weird for that but I feel like there's only probably like 20 minutes of cutscene in that. Maybe 30. It feels like there's almost no story going on. Uh, the open world tasks are super bad. Like every one of them is bad. Open world what? Tasks. Oh, okay. so like Assassin's Creed one has better open world tasks. It has similar ones too. like, oh, yeah, follow this guy. But instead of it being a guy you're hiding from, it's a ghost silhouette. You just walk behind. You do that for minutes. I'm like. 
uh, that's sad. And then they, they start introducing yokai. I'm like, oh, cool. They're going to be like cool yokai fights. No, um, this is where you have to hide from the Kappa. That means go stand behind this pillar until the Kappa's done swimming around. And then he's going to go grab the cucumber and you go like capture in one hit. I'm like, you, and there's points all over the map to do this. And it's incredibly boring and there's no actual difficulty to hiding from the Kappa. And there's another one where you chase the, the windsicle uh, demon. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't, it doesn't, seems like he doesn't even see you. You just walk and run behind him. And eventually he stops and your ghost ally who gives you all the psychic powers is like, it looks like he stopped. Go get him. That the ghost ally is like in your hand or something? Yeah, he's, uh, he's in your hand, in your face. Okay. Like he, just, he's just black smoke slowly dripping out. Do we ever get a Midori Midori Kawa moment where the hand just turns to you and it's like, oh, geez, we got to stop this guy. No, but he does try choking you at the beginning of the game, which okay, is really that's, good. That's, that is really good, actually. Yeah, the, the beginning of this I, was pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. Like it starts out with just this disaster happens. The ghost tries to like invade someone else's body. He's like, oh, that didn't work. And then he invades you <laughs> and then tries to like force you to work with him. And eventually you're like, no, this isn't going to happen. And they, they come to an agreement to go solve this big problem because your main character, the real one, uh, wants to go save his sister in the middle of the disaster. OK. And then. It feels like there's hardly anything written after that. And everyone in the city's already dead or bisted away. So there's no other characters to interact with you can act in real time with. That's unfortunate. I think that would be a really cool setting to have a bunch of characters you meet. Yeah, there's uh, there's like one other ghost girl you, you talk to and is a character, but that feels like it. Okay. So overall, what are your impressions with this game? <sighs> it's... It's a really neat game that I feel like people should try out, but it's super disappointing because of all of these things I just talked about. Yeah. It has lots of neat ideas too, like because you can see the spirit world, you now see like ghosts of dead objects. Like you'll see CRTVs, CRT no! TVs just floating around. No! Oh, and you cool. punch them to get to get ammo out. Heartbreaking. <laughs> How dare you break an already dead CRT? <laughs> and they uh, have a uh, old style street signs that look like they're from probably a hundred plus years ago okay and you break those it's like a lot of really cool neat touches to this world but it feels like almost nothing's happening oh yeah and they, all the shops are run by uh like ghost cats and then they just meow at you and it's it's great and then you have dogs all over the environment you give the dogs food Okay. You do the exact same animation. There's over probably over 100 dogs in this game. You do the exact same animation, say the exact same lines to the dog every time. Of like some person at Bethesda is like, you can't just have cats. You gotta have dogs, and you gotta feed the dogs. Yeah, you pet the dog because you have to pet the dog. You have to pet the dog. Yeah, yeah How you else have to, are you to show dog? up on the Twitter account. <laughs> Almost <laughs> at least 50 times in this game. And then the dog walks away like three feet and then digs a hole and gives you money. Or sometimes takes it to a cool object. A lot of times he'll dig a hole in a literal modern-day Tokyo street. That's a strong dog. <laughs> and it doesn't make a hole. Money just comes out. And I'm like, all right. Well, he was leading yeah, to right. the ghost of a hole. Yeah. That was full of money. He's a, yeah. he's a regular dog. These are but not ghost dogs. The yeah, they can see ghost holes. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Ghost holes. Yeah, there's, there's just so much cool art and so many cool things like... You know the crosswalk like lines on the ground? There was one area where those just started rippling off of the, the environment. I was like, oh man, that's really cool. I'm laughing because I'm like, 
I've heard of crosswalks, but at the same time, if Bob Go said to me, you know, crosswalks, I would have gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how that exchange could have been any less dumb. <laughs> and I'm still amused by it. <laughs> it only gets dumber from here. Yeah. You know, roads. Yeah. You know, when they have lines on them where you're safe to walk. Sometimes I, I think I've seen that. But then you, uh, combat's also kind of boring because you don't get any sort of movement options. You just walk way too slow and then have a run that's a little faster. Mm. And you fight like only probably five different enemy types in the whole game. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, mm. So anyway, Agro, you know, he's got a copy of that <laughs> he can lend you. Because at some point, Agro's going to be like, I have a gun. You're not giving me any more games. <laughs> it's, it's, it's moving down the priority list as we speak. Yeah, I was, I was pretty sad. I want this to be good. I wanted, I wanted Tango Gameworks to make a really good game. Because we both love Shinji Mikami. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't even been involved in any of them since. Yeah, within one. Yeah, and then on he had to say earlier this year, he was like, I'm coming back to directing unspoken part. So the evil within one isn't the last game I directed. <laughs> yeah, I do appreciate that. He said he wanted to get more hands on. So he's trying to figure out people to take up the business end of stuff. I, I really wonder if this would have turned out better if Ikumi hadn't left. Probably would have had more than five enemies. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I can't imagine that timeline. It's so different from our own. Mm hmm. But yeah, what you what you described does kind of come off to me as like, uh, here's the game where the main creative voice left like halfway through development. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of that, even if not just that, a lot of that does seem influenced by the publisher side. Like a lot of that sounds like what Bethesda would want in that sort of game. Yeah. For better or worse. So I don't know. It, every time you go inside an environment because you know there's open world and then you go into smaller areas like a say a bass house or something yeah your character does this towards the door handle uh-huh and then the, the screen fades away <laughs> and they fade in inside the door I'm like, sleep <laughs> you shoot the sleeping gas <laughs> at the fucking door <laughs> it just cracked me up every time like you don't want to even make a door noise uh, yeah, I would appreciate a door noise. <laughs> I know opening doors is uh, a few echelons down from putting on or taking off a shirt in a video game. Mm -hmm. Like that shit's the super technology that did that in The Last of Us 2 and we're never going to see it again. <laughs> have you seen that shot, by the mm -hmm. way? That was a fucking incredible shot. That should have gotten some fucked up award from us that year. <laughs> Best shirt taking off technology. <laughs> Biggest golf club. Anyways. Uh, the other yeah, thing yeah, I played. Oh, what's, what's up, Chris? It, it, it couldn't. It couldn't have won best shirt because that goes to Jinkari's shirt every year. <laughs> Straight winning Jinkari. You know, I watch a lot of retro streamers on Twitch, and there was a conversation of like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're streaming the Game Awards." You know, and I'm watching Rig play Super Mario 64 for the first time in his life, which is a golden opportunity. Everyone should do. Should go do that. That man made it to 78 stars and he refused to move the camera at all to help him platform in a 3D game. That is some shit you cannot invent in a lab. What? Anyway. <laughs> like, like it's a moral decision? I just, dude, I don't just know. Reflex. I just, 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not even sure if I asked him the question, you would understand the nature of it. Is this is, is this one of those? Is this like some fucked up Kojima thing where it's like it's a prison for your mind? <laughs> uh, also, absolute nightmare because he's using an 8-bit Doe controller, and the way that maps an analog stick to anything is already bad enough. But then it was N64 emulation, so it's really fucked over there. But as I'm over there. And we start talking about the concept of retro games of the year. I'm just like, that's just going to end up in some clown situation where it's just like, okay, only brings game, games you guys played. And you know one motherfucker on this committee every time. Mario 64 is my retro game of the year. All Fantasy 7 is my retro game of the year. And every year they have to meet up with that guy and just have that argument. We get it, dude. We fucking get it. God damn it. It's good. Fucking get past it. Did you play anything different this year? Well, I played Banjo-Kazooie. What did you think of that? I thought it was bad. God fucking shit. So yeah, Jinkaria winning shirt of the year every year sure is the same fucking energy as that. Bob, what else did you play? I finished Zaroshin the Divine Force. Oh, shit. Bob, Bob looks at the camera. Shit is right. <laughs> Chris, have you beaten Star Ocean? Uh, no, I actually, I, I played like 10 hours of it and was like, this is not going on my game of the year list, so I'm going to move on. I still liked what I played of it, though. Mm. Mm. Yeah, this game, it's got lots of weird problems, but it is deeply Star Ocean, and a lot of those problems come from being deeply Star Ocean. Oh? <laughs> like, being an action uh, RPG that's really bad. <laughs> oh, what? But Star Ocean 2 is good. Yeah, I mean, Star Ocean 2 is good in the sense that you can stun lock an enemy and can't do anything, and you just keep mashing the button to do sword dance over and 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 over. I mean, that's the ideal. You pick you you pick up Chisato, who is the office lady, who's like, I'm going to tear gas God until he dies. I'm just going to spray him with my mace. It hits 45 times each time I hit the button, and you're not going to be able to move. Yeah, and then you marry her, right? Because what else would you do with such a fine person? <laughs> Bob, let's get to the nitty-gritty of it, okay? So I hit a boss that kept just being completely out of range because you can't... You don't have aerial attacks. This is a bird. You, you literally, <laughs> like, have one move where you fly at them, and then you have to wait for that th bar to recharge. <laughs> Oh, well, you don't you hit him and then you can mash the attack button and stay airborne a little bit. Yeah, then you run out that bar that dictates your attack and yes, falls to the that, ground. That That is the worst mechanic of the game, I believe. Yes, the AP bar is just complete nonsense. I have no idea what they were thinking. It's a bar where it's like you've hit three times. Time to stop and walk around. You can't dodge. That'll stop you from regaining your AP bar. You can get more AP bar. Like the bar will go up the better you play. But take getting hit makes you lose capacity. Mm -hmm. And it's really dumb because it's not even based on how hard the hits are. It's just any hit. So an enemy like 40 levels lower than you will hit a little tiny minigun attack. It'll do one damage each time and just drain your bar back down to the default. But at least it is better than Tales of Berseria, which had a similar system, <laughs> except you could except you could get broken down to being able to do one thing at a time and it was over there was no way to ever get back up you had oh. you had to just take your own life i swear every time, every time tales of berseria crawls out of his mouth i hear him wheel out the dead horse and start hitting Ta it. 
Tales of Berseria has a fucking great story and fantastic characters, but everybody on the game side of it failed the narrative side entirely. That's really sad. By the way, this anecdote from you makes me feel a lot better that in Xenoblade Chronicles 3, it's, you're fighting this gigantic mech. Assume this thing is seven stories tall. Its left leg is way over there. Its right leg is way over there. And I'm just like, this counts. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what are you in the middle? Yeah. Uh, I'm nowhere near any hittable part of it. And my character's just like, I got you, bitch. And I'm like, I agree with this decision you've made. I do not want to have to run towards these legs. That could be annoying. Yeah, and said Star Ocean is like, well, the enemies have a hitbox like that towards you. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> like, That's incorrect. That is the wrong choice. <laughs> yes, that is the wrong choice. I know which one of these is right, and that ain't it. Um, but this this battle broke me so much that as soon as they unlocked the, all of the crafting elements, I was like, I see that I have alchemy, which makes me lets me make better materials, and I have smithing, which lets me make the best weapon in the game. It's time to just win. <laughs> so That's I how Star Ocean is supposed to be. The fact that you're yes. saying you can do that, I'll just might make me go back to it. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Because yeah. doing that does feel good. Oh yeah. I also found the uh, strat for power leveling, which is oh, these guys give you a ton of good experience and a ton of money. Because doing this crafting takes a lot of money. Mm-hmm. They're in the middle of this field, though. It takes forever to walk out to them and walk back and get them to respawn. But you can just save right next to them and load right next to them. Hell fucking yes. Because you can save Let's anywhere in this game. go. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so you can't, you can't get, like, there is a combo chaining system for chaining battles that you do sneak attacks on and get slightly better experience. But that's not as good as just respawning these guys and fighting them. Right. And on the PS5, it loads pretty far and quick. Right. Thank God. <laughs> Um, so then I rinsed the entire game because that weapon, there is no point in the regular game that that thing is not just going to destroy something. See, that's great. That it nice. doesn't start becoming obsolete until post game. And I want Xenoblade <laughs> to let me do that. This is the one way <laughs> that they are completely inverse of each other in a bad way. Because Xenoblade's like, it, no, you need to go through these rare materials. And I'm like, I can't. Fuck you. It is difficult to overstate the joy I am feeling at hearing that they understood what Star Ocean is supposed to be. Star Ocean is an imp, and if you say his name, <laughs> like he will yes, the, the, it's about a, a space guy getting stuck on a low tech planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what it's actually about is navigating the arcane crafting system to become more powerful than God. 30% of the way through the game. Yeah, yeah that, I, I was able to fully craft that at 15 hours in, which would have been faster if I had sat down and just started working on that immediately. Hmm. Um, and then the, I think the game ended up 30 hours. So it was like halfway through. I was like, no, you're done. <laughs> well, don't fight back. <laughs> Wait, so, so how much time did it take you to beat that game? Like around 30 hours. That just feels weird. <laughs> Because, like, in a lot of ways, they feel like Xenoblade and that are, are, are the same field, same ideas, same sort of it's, aesthetics and things. Mm -hmm. But I'm 26 fucking hours into Xenoblade and it feels like I can't wait till I remotely understand everything that's going on. It clearly runs out of money. Oh, um, yeah. no! Yeah, that, that doesn't that surprise me with them saying. Yeah, with them saying, we're building back up. 
Star Ocean 6 is like the most complete one of these has been. And it's like, well, well, maybe maybe in three more years, we'll get the one that doesn't run out of money in the end. Yeah. Yeah, it makes baffling decisions near the end, too, which I'm not going to spoil. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's like, oh, man, you were almost really good. <laughs> um, there's also they're just clearly low budget throughout this whole game. Because you'll see all the cutscenes made with really generic animations. It's like instead of making cutscene animations and like doing any sort of choreography for that, they've made emotes like you do in a in like a Monster Hunter or whatever else, where you just have a set of emotes you can do. And then they walk the characters around and have them do the emotes. And I was able to deal with this for a lot. But then the final boss does <laughs> an emote I've seen a literal hundred times. That's not okay. <laughs> See, meanwhile, I'll be, I, I wouldn't even notice that. I'll be like, I play Yakuza games. They still use an animation from the <laughs> PS1 game. Like, uh, I, I see a character in a Yakuza game do this thing where they spin both their arms and then point in a direction. And I'm like, oh, it's, it's, it's like, like mom used to make in 2006. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm really mixed on Star Ocean. I think that it's definitely worth playing, but it also <laughs> has huge glaring problems. Like the fact there's one level up power, like point thing, like one currency for leveling up. Okay. So this thing, it's used to unlock new abilities, upgrade your stats, upgrade abilities, learn things like crafting, all on one point system. Okay. Yeah, that that ain't right. They need yeah. to. Uh, that might be too big to patch. But I, if I was them, I'd just be like, let's patch in a new currency system for crafting at least. Yeah, needs to have a separate one. Didn't didn't you say the game updated after you beat it? Yes, the game just updated. They actually said they're working on that bird fight in this update. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just moonlight butterflies down for a while. Uh, but yeah, I actually I threw the patch list in news, but I can talk about it here. Yeah, sure. Go um there's also this thing where whenever you get a new item that has a thing on the side of the screen where it shows we what you got and you then know, a party like most... member yells that's a rad doodle right there no luckily <laughs> but it disappears so fast you have to be on it oh god jesus Christ. they are fixing that okay that's great i that tries to be fucking insane yeah yeah it's like I, that sure is in my inventory i have no idea where it is now oh cool i have more uh end another, of sentence another thing that, that eric complaint to me frame one about was <laughs> his characters come and go from your party it de-equips every accessory so they come back nude and they're like dude yeah they're just like yeah reset those accessories which the accessories are their own problem of we certainly should not have put these all in one big menu dude it fucking blew yeah, my they, mind they also shouldn't have made like your machine strike pieces into accessories yeah. so if you play that game you just end up with hundreds of them yeah Blew my fucking mind when Xenoblade. I would change the fucking character class on my dudes, and he would just remember the shit I had set up for them. And I was like, "Wow, that's kind of amazing." So yet again, right? And luckily, this patch is going to fix that. They're just going to keep the accessories, so when they come back, they'll have the accessories. Hey, they patched it. That means they haven't gone bankrupt yet, right? That's something. That's go- that's awesome. Um, I the voice acting is it's technically bad. I think, but I enjoy it. The the main girl character sounds like she's just always kind of out of it. <laughs> and she's like supposed to be a, a a royal princess who speaks eloquently. Instead, it just seems like 
she's so you have yourself very... a Star Wars Episode Four Leia situation where half of it she's a Valley girl and the other half she's on Valium. <laughs> um, and then they do this thing where they just will fade between two people's voices. Like if someone starts talking oh, yeah. over someone else, it'll fade out the old person. The new person comes in, and it sounds horrible. And sometimes they do it over themselves. <laughs> This game is real weird nightmare. Wow. In some ways. Um, Dude. <laughs> I started really enjoying all of the uh, the private actions, which are when you go into a town and just splits up all the team and you get to go interact with them individually. Just like Star Ocean 2. Yes. I started liking those a lot, and especially near the end of the game, they have lots of chances to explore how goofy some of these characters are, and that's fun. The main story isn't good. <laughs> The main story has got like these framework for some cool stuff to happen and then just fumbles this, hard. This may sound cruel. I am not touching Star Ocean 6. <laughs> I, after going through Zedon Blade 3, I will be especially cruel to it. There's no way I should play that game. Yeah, probably not. Yikes. Okay. Um, I'm glad you did it. I feel like I have to because it's Star Ocean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's also where I'm sitting. I was worried that the crafting was going to be bad. But Bob's saying it, it isn't bad. I'm like, okay. It is a ton of, okay, reload. It didn't, it, it's all random chance of reload and redo I, it I, constantly. Yeah, I played Star Ocean 2. Yeah, you, go, yeah, you yeah. get it. And th now it saves and loads faster than ever. So. Breaking, breaking Star Ocean 2, 2 requires hoarding skill points and leveling the skill that does nothing except give you a random item. <laughs> and you have to do this until you get two pieces of mithril so you can refine a specific weapon twice to get the main character's best weapon and you can do this like 25% into the game yeah that's very similar to what I did yeah um, you were talking about there's one currency to upgrade everything yes now kind of like that in Xenoblade there are normal ways to do everything like you can get materials to make a gem or whatever mm-hmm but they also have like a gold Nopon coin, which is the rarest currency in the game. Okay. And you could just buy gems with that. Ooh. And part of me is like, I feel like like I'm gonna be grounded if I do that. Like that's the wrong choice and I'm cheating. <laughs> and I swear to God, as I'm sitting here, I'm like, don't say out loud that you think that's how you break the game. A moment ago in chat, someone's like, yeah, you're supposed to just buy the broken shit. And I'm like, fucking. <laughs> yeah, of course. Why did I look up a material farming thing? I should have just looked up a gold no pond farming thing. Fuck me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I also love the Kenny descendant in this game. There's a Kenny Lauderdale descendant? You're like, is that his is last it, name? It's like Ken Kenny's last name. Okay, I don't remember Kenny's last name. It, it's it's Clyde's first Clyde's his first name. Wait, Kenny's his last name? Yeah, Claude D. Kenny. That's a yeah. That's a, there's shitty... a line of Kenny's. Okay. Anyway, I love that they've like Tom the... Kenny. Anyway, <laughs> what's up, Bob? Um, their victory lines from Star Ocean Two have cursed the entire Blood Fuck Ryan. you! No, no, it's genetic. <laughs> yes. Does one of them say that they've advanced forward? No, she says I'd call that a ten out of ten. In a You've performance. gotta be fucking Bob. <laughs> we need that clip now. <laughs> we need that now. You're, you're really selling me on this game again. <laughs> that needs to go on the soundboard. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 You also need to tear into pieces. <laughs> I don't think that was one of them, but it really should be. 
So oh, um, man. You're glad you went through it. Yes. Maybe not recommended it. Yeah, it's like, it's probably six out of ten, but I, I still love it. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Cool. It, the, the, it has horribly designed post-game stuff. It's mm. just like, man, you hate this. Why'd you hide it? I have to dig around game facts to find it because no one's just, made a proper guide. <laughs> just like Star Ocean 2, baby, you got to talk yeah. to one specific guy in a specific place. He'll send you back in time, but you'll keep your airship and you can fly to a place you've never gone to get to the secret dungeon. <laughs> it's not that cryptic, but it's pretty cryptic. Is there, you find a random NPC in a place that you would not think to go post-game, and they're like, I opened the door for you. You know where the door is. Like, like no, I know don't. know where the door is. What are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? Um, this is really stupid, but it's, it, it's b- bizarre how much my spirit is lifted by playing a JRPG where I can go into houses and there not be any reason for me to go in there. I'm just like, wow, they made a house I can go in in towns. It's been so long since JRPG has had this. Yeah. Yeah. It's neat. Uh, did you play anything else, Bob? No, that was it. I really like threw a ton of hours in both of those. Yeah. You beat two games yes. since beating a game on Friday. Mm hmm. Aggro. Uh, I haven't been here for a while. Uh, <laughs> I will now recap the last three weeks of video games. Played a lot of shit. <laughs> like, since the last time I was here, I rolled credits on Ragnarok. Ooh. And then I played through Pokemon Scarlet and Stray. Damn, and dude. Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. Currently going through Triangle Strategy. Oh, cool. Which Triangle Strategy is, um, it's a weird mix of years and years of quality of life improvements for tactical games. Mm-hmm. But also like, like with all that, you come up against the idea of, okay, I get that grinding is a thing from role-playing games from way back from, mm-hmm. from the old tabletop days. Yeah. Tactical RPGs shouldn't have it. Mm. Period. There yeah, are random encounters. Agree. I'm not exploring. I'm not making decisions about it. You have given me a list of battles to do. Stop making me grind between them. What the fuck? How do you grind? Like, you go to your encampment and you go to the bar. Oh, no. And they have like a list of mock battles to do. It, at least in Final Fantasy Tactics, there is a random encounter. Yeah. Like, that Because helps. you're traveling uh-huh. down the road. Yeah, you're moving around and like it's still got that veneer. It's just this jarringly anachronistic thing that's just still in an otherwise incredibly polished game. That's fucking yeah, weird. Uh, yeah. At least in Disgaea, it's like, no, you're here for the dopamine of when all the numbers go up. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very different design for a tactics game. Very much uh-huh. a, a different ASOS than this, which seems inspired yeah. by... One, one might describe uh, the ethos of those sort of Disgaea games as moon mist, perhaps. Um. <laughs> I would... In fact, I don't think I would call Disgaea games strategy RPGs because there is no strategy. Your number just has to be bigger. <laughs> yes. You, you make your number big enough that then none of them can hurt it, you it and you that, smash them in the That was my problem in one back in the day. I, I tried to, to, to <laughs> tactics game my way out of a situation so I wouldn't have to go grind for him. This guy is, in fact, an isometric turn-based beat-em-up. Yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes it's just is. a fact. Um, but I'll tell you, there's shit in triangle strategy like you gain XP when your character does something. And when you do that thing, you get the XP. You now have that XP. 
You lose the mission, you have that XP. Character dies, you have that XP. So you can either grind by doing the mock battles, or you can grind by failing at that mission over and over. That's kind of cool, in my opinion. I, I <laughs> like that idea of just pass the head against the wall. It'll break eventually. It's, yeah. It's like it, 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 it does afford you the opportunity to, well, it's three levels above me, but maybe I can get away with it anyway. <laughs> and just see how far that'll take you. There's also, I mean, coming from, you know, a, a huge Final Fantasy Tactics player from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, magic doesn't have friendly fire. And that kind of feels like cheating. I could see that, yeah. Especially that, when, that, e- like even Disgaea games have friendly fire, so yeah, it's, it, that might have been one of those things they removed after that beta they did. Because mm-hmm. I know that this game had a ton of missing quality of life features that they added in mm-hmm. after that. It, it feels especially overpowered when, like, on your original roster is is a real actual tank with a taunt that works. Oh. Yeah. Huh. So you throw him out there and taunt everybody, and they surround him in a cross formation. <laughs> and you just drop a fire spell on his ass. <laughs> he disappears. The animation goes off. Weird. Mm-hmm. Now, there's, there, there's a whole bunch of cool, like, oh, man, I, uh, I haven't seen this work well in a tactics game before. That's great. Like, there's a tank. There's a ninja who can just disappear for Ooh. two rounds. Way better than throwing random stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta ask, um, you know, man of simple pleasures at times. Um, when characters die in Triangle Strategy, do they make, like, a really cool, iconic, like, ah, uh, echoey sound of them dying? Uh, I'll let you know when it happens. Uh, uh, when when you get a level up, is the cool ditty and a little victory dance that your unit does when you? <clears throat> it, it's it's a really understated sort of like sparkle effect, and then they say a line. Oh, okay. I'm always a fan of that. Oh yeah, there's a lot of lines, a lot of mid battle barks. It's do, great. Do <laughs> they <laughs> say that's a rare dude? All they right, they don't. <laughs> there are a bunch oh. of different lines that are contextually appropriate to what's going on. This is it's, funny because I was going to say there are a bunch of different lines in Xenoblade, but I, I'm actually, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think they may only have two per character my, based on how often I hear these. My two. very favorite one, <laughs> uh, your main character, Sarah Noah, is, is a good boy who's trying really hard, who's, who's recently been given a lot of responsibilities. He's not sure he's ready for it. You've seen anime. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Whenever somebody gets, uh, like, you know, it's, it, it's a tactic scene. You get attacked from the back, it's an automatic critical. Whenever that happens to him, he just says, Ugh, I'm a fool. <laughs> In the most despondent, go-cry-kid way. It's amazing. That is really good. <laughs> is that this year's, I'm acting like an amateur. <laughs> I'm like such a amateur. It's like, uh, I've gotten like three new characters have been added to my party. Uh, but I didn't get them from the story. Like huh. one of them did. I, I did a whole scenario and he's like, oh, shit sucks here. I'm coming with you. But after that, in between, the, the, the thing popped up like, hey, press the plus button to view character stories. I'm like, okay. And I went to view one and some kid just rocks up outside my tent. He's like, hey, my grandfather was the best wizard ever. And now that's me. I'm coming with you. I'm like, <laughs> deal. Oh, cool. <laughs> Great. Come on in. 
You like pizza? <laughs> it happened like two more times. It's like, meanwhile, somewhere else, like a week before what you just saw. And I'll see a thing happen, and then they'll show up in my encampment like, what's up, House Wolf Fort? That's pretty good. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. That sounds nice. It's kind of great. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to say about that? About triangle strategy? No, 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 no. Not until I get any farther. It keeps... <clears throat> Serenoa's convictions have been strengthened. Uh, oh, that's good. It's pop-up in the upper right-hand corner. Yeah. It happens too much uh, at random, uh. and sometimes twice after only one thing has happened. Is Serenoa a person or a, like, main character? Yeah. Okay, okay. Fucking yeah. telltale ass warning. <laughs> exactly. So like that. like you finish a battle and I'm like looking at the results screen like Sarah Noah's convictions have been strengthened. I'm like, what? And then I, I pass through it and it's loading. It's like Sarah Noah's convictions have been strengthened. I'm like, from what? And then it does it again when I haven't even pressed a button. <laughs> <laughs> what the He's fuck so are you tracking? Agro's the fucking Pavlovian dog and he hasn't hit the button in a while and treats keep coming and he doesn't know what anything was anymore. And I know it's got like the 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 the, the three pillars of utility, morality, and loyalty. And I'm like, okay. And every time somebody asks me something, they, they give me three responses and I don't know which one is supposed to be which. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I need, I need you to let me sit down with whoever wrote this game and Get figure out know who them. they are. Right, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Sitting here with this fucking Bioware dialogue shit. <laughs> I think on repeated playthroughs they do just tell you which one's yes. where. Oh, yes. Beautiful. That would that would be interesting. My brother broke down his system very simply to me. He said, "I simply just simped with uh, simped for the girl with the pink hair, and it just worked out." And I'm like, "Okay." Uh, good job steve <laughs> Wait, was she the girl with the gall she was not because she's not in xenoblade <laughs> okay i had to know as you know uh, i'm an enormous connoisseur of trash fantasy anime especially isekai <laughs> i do know this. so yes. when she rolls up uh, like frame one the game is like this is the girl with pink hair people are racist against her pink haired race <laughs> like oh this is gonna be good <laughs> They're so racist about her and her bre- big-breasted people. <laughs> I, I remember what I remember Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, <laughs> except that actually made a little bit more sense. Like you filthy darkson. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I feel so bad for her. It, I, uh, know, I like. <laughs> I very much enjoyed your Twitter post about wind magic, where it's like, <laughs> I don't understand how this will help. Posting a screenshot of wind magic can change an enemy's orientation. <laughs> Which that that spell does turn out to actually whip ass because it's a huge like three by two cone yeah. shape and you hit them and they just turn the other way. So then you just send everybody in behind to back attack. Oh my God, that's really good. <laughs> yeah. There's something a little bit um physical comedy about that where you just spun the chair they were in and then stabbed them in the back. Tell me your thoughts. Even briefly. On Stray. Did you beat Stray? I did. I beat Stray. It was Stray, Stray was a two-sitting experience. Yes. Um, I remember when Stray came out and people were like, oh, this game is too short. Oh, these puzzles are too easy. And then I played Stray and I'm like, you dumb motherfuckers had no idea what you were signing up for. No. Stray is a trip. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's, it's, it's a trip you want to go on. Yeah. Uh, it is like, 
a mood. It's real nice. It's the kind of weirdo, short, idea-driven game that you want more of in the world. Yes, correct. I got a trophy for meowing a hundred times. It was the best. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I thought it was... I saw, and maybe this is because maybe I'm too plugged into certain retro circles. I saw a lot of people who were just like, people only like this because it's a game about cut. I'm like, one, not only. (laughs) And that's valid, just so you know. Just so you know, (laughs) even if that was true, you're not not an asshole right now. (laughs) Uh, Two, there is a really good world and tone it's delivered through in Stray that I really appreciate. Just between the horror of certain enemy types and the sadness of the stories that you experience along that trip that I really like. Mm-hmm. I liked that game a lot. And I think it really is up there with Kenna of just really delightful ninth gen games that feel like the world is healing. I I heard Senna. <laughs> That's the girl with the goal. Oh my God. There is something magical about you being a cat and like walking up to robots <laughs> and being like, the fucker. Would you do a side quest for me if I asked? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're canonically just a cat, but you know, you're a player controlling a cat, so you're like, sure. Yeah. And nobody's weird about it. Yeah, and they're like, seems like like a reach, but hey. <laughs> you can ask anyways. Go steal a hat. You know, oh, damn, I, that worked. I wanted to point out, Bob. Yeah. It is pretty audacious that Senna calls herself the girl with gall, but that makes sense. She has a lot of gall. <laughs> Darn it, Dan. <laughs> she has said this hundreds of times. You cannot beat a Xenoblade game and come out undamaged. <laughs> I have found that out the hard way. I've, I've met Xenoblade fans. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's the sort of shit that generates the Sinoblade Chronicles thing, where you just get the Ali oop, 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 oop as the fucking chorus. Um, I wanted to ask a question about some of the shit that happens near the end in Scarlet and Violet, but I didn't know how loose we were going to be about that. I'm going to go ahead and hit the spoiler button. This is the spoiler. (laughs) That's not the spoiler zone. I replaced it with the JPEG of this cool video game character and Jeff Keighley. Oh no! I, I should have said this cool video game character, this lady with the blue hair. <laughs> he wasn't a video game. Uh, we are in the big spoilers dimension. Watch out, everybody! I will play some music while we're here, so that way you can keep track of whether or not we're still here. Let me see. Perfect. <laughs> I was like, "How do you get Ghostbusters on?" Oh, darn it! I can. <laughs> I call this theme de prison. <laughs> Makes sense that you go to prison because you fucking stole the saw. Anyways, Agro, let's talk about the end of Scarlet and Violet. Um, so the last area in Scarlet and Violet, uh, which rules, by the way. Yeah. Uh-huh. That crater is amazing. Um, I, I had Scarlet. Uh, like 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 any decent genuine person, uh, and all of the crazy Pokemon I was finding were from the past, so they were weird primal versions. I'm like, oh, this is really cool. What the fuck was in the future game? And I looked them up, and they're all robots. That is worrying. Like, 
Is is this like a everything evolves into crabs thing? Yeah, I think where it's Pokemon like Pokemon all eventually become steel types. Uh, Robo Carcitization, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Or, That's or what is this it seems like a like. Mega Man X thing where all the regular Pokemon are dead, and these are all Reploids? We we don't know, but some of them look real cool. <laughs> yes, that is that is that is the those are the facts right there. All I know is Scarlet has uh, punk rock Magnemite. Oh, I thought you were going to bring up uh, Jigglypuff or whatever. <laughs> oh, Scream Tail. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, it is. So good. There's there's some good ones. So good. They knocked it out of the park. Sure. Um, who, who is the dude professor? He's his dad. Okay. That's kind of what I figured. Is he trapped in the f future? He... Is he once again, I've been up for a day straight chat. Give me, give me some rope here. He is he a he, robot? He went to he made a time machine in order to get Pokemon from the future, and died in a lab accident. Right. So his his replacement is a robot. Okay. So that's, that's... I thought it was fucking weird when it was the same case for Scarlet, right? Oh God, that means all your Titans were robots. Weren't yes. They? Yeah. That's that's well. Only one or something? No, only think... one. Oh yeah, only okay. one. Okay. It, that was the one I got to compare. So I look over at Bob's and I'm like, Yeah, this you... doesn't have LED eyes. That's fucking weird. I was wondering why the robots would be eating the Herba Mystica. Uh, because they're dicks. <laughs> <laughs> they're still some. Have you, have you met Pokemon? <laughs> have you? <laughs> well, let me tell you about Corviknight. That guy's a fucking bully. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We're yeah, good. That's, that's, okay. uh, that was the clarification I needed. Okay, great. God, it's so great. Delicious. That, that game had like a plot. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And you know characters. what? While we're still here, while we're still here, I think the future for Pokemon is doing more things like the ending, which is very JRPG core all over the map and mm -hmm. still having an open world sort of thing. Oh, yeah. I think that yes. would be an absolutely. It's honestly in the first game. half of the game. I was like, I am over this being a go wherever you want kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like if if you're not gonna level scale it and do that whole thing, just just fucking point me at the next thing, please. Like I, I like two or three things in, I just looked up a guide. Like okay, where's the next level of area I need to go to? <laughs> I can understand that. I I don't agree, but that is similar to how I felt with Link Between Worlds. Or I'm like, you can't use any of the items from any of the other dungeons because you didn't make an order to these fucking temples, goddammit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I, I get it. I do. Um, so yeah, I could definitely go for a more linear but gigantic world with a lot more areas like that. Oh yeah, that. like, have, like the, the big open areas with all the fucking Pokemon running around. That shit was great. Yeah. No, so good. Mm -hmm. So good. The Oh man, Team Star. Top tier team. Yeah. I mean, look at their dance yeah. animation yeah. for the beginning of the battles. That alone tells you top tier team. Yeah, we have three stories in this game. And they're better than any story in Pokemon like forever. Yeah, <laughs> each I <would>. one. <laughs> I really like your friend group. I wish they were the friend group beyond the ending. That needs to be the next thing improvement area. Mm. Yeah, where you get the crew together and you can have conversations that are good and literally nothing like an X and Y. <laughs> yes. My brother's like, I think, uh, I think Pokemon's just moved past me, and I can't get back into it. I'm like, Steve, you played first gen and then played X and Y. You literally took a break to play the worst gen ever when you came back. 
And he's like, but the new one's good. And I'm like, yeah, it's great. It looks like an N64 game and runs like shit, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Anyway, we're going to take us out of the spoiler zone. Bum, 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 bum. Jail. <laughs> I guess I'll leave that text up. That way I can change it to whatever it is next time. Whoosh, we're coming back. Uh, anything else? Uh, oh, well, well, that get mm, maybe uh, are the final evolutions of starters spoilers still? I'm going to say this far after launch. No, because if you cared and maybe this is terrible and judgmental of me, but if you cared and you didn't want to look it up and you didn't want to know, you should have fucking gotten there by now. Anyways. I don't remember the name of the third evolution of Sprigatito because... Meowscarada. Meowscarada, okay. Sorry, everyone. I'm sorry that when I when I turned that cat green <laughs> and put it in the thumbnail that I was... Yeah, I had the gift of prophecy from Apollo. Yeah, no, as soon as the second form stood up, I'm like, oh, that's really cool, but don't... And I was like, oh, no, it was, it was us. It was the grass types that got it this time. And then Nomoto threw out that fucking bird. <laughs> Oh, no, it was them. Yeah, yeah. it was water types that Ooh. got it this time. <laughs> Holy shit. Now, Dodging that bullet. Now, I'm going to say I really like all three and all of their evolutions. But my reaction to seeing that bird dance into my life was fucking transcending with laughter. And then they third out the third evolution of the fire crocodile. And I literally didn't even connect that that was what that motherfucker grew up into. <laughs> it took a second. <laughs> yeah, that shit's terrifying. I got most of the way through killing it and then went, wait a minute. <laughs> Holy shit. Incredible. Uh, Trick Flower is maybe the greatest grass move to come along. I know, it's so fucking hilarious. It's like, oh, grass has a real disadvantage. So your move just auto-crits. Enjoy that. I swear to God, the Sprigatito evolved into Meowscarata, or the Florigato evolved into Meowscarata, and I'm like, oh my God, call the science ninja team. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Fair. Did you have anything else you nope, wanted to I'm good. Okay, let's go to Chris Wilfard, our man in the field. That, okay, that is off camera. I played several things. Uh, first, I played Cult of the Lamb for a little bit, like five hours, uh, mm -hmm. four on stream, and then a little bit longer. That game's really neat. Um, it's one. It's another one of those moments where I feel at odds with the entire gaming press, where I'm like, "This is neat, but it feels pretty bad." Like to, to do the roguelike combat part. Mm. Yeah, and I noticed like, when I played the demo, it was like, this seems kind of plain, but you don't let me play enough to see if it becomes better. <laughs> and it's like, well, it's not bad, but you, it's always weird to me when someone's like, this game carries entirely on its aesthetics and nothing and like, and everything else is unremarkable. Uh, they sure were inspired by uh, the Binding of Isaac, considering that uh, you're dealing with coiled mounds of shit immediately and and one of your cultists can come up and say can say great leader great leader can you make me a bowl of shit to eat and that'll be a side quest oh, oh no oh oh uh and and you constantly have and 
the outhouse so they don't just shit wherever they're walking is a tier three building that requires consecrated materials to build. Hmm. And, and uh, the janitor's closet so they can clean up their own puke. Which, uh, by the way, whenever you feed them, you have to feed your cultists or they starve. Whenever you feed them, they shit and puke everywhere. Awesome. Uh, it, it seems neat. I might, I might finish it, but it's like it, it isn't support. The gameplay isn't remarkable at all. Like it feels like a million other middling melee focused roguelikes. Mm-hmm. It looks really neat, though. That it does. Yeah, it's a good aesthetic. A few animations. Hmm. Uh, I also played a bunch of Vampire Survivors. Oh. Vampire Survivors is very much in that genre of 10 years ago, this would have been a Flash game, but now it costs $5. And yeah. it's like one or two steps more evolved. Uh, this game only uses the stick. One stick. Uh, mm -hmm. So I talked a couple weeks ago about how I wanted something like Gauntlet and then bought the terrible PS4 version of Gauntlet. This is much more like Gauntlet. Uh, you walk around, you auto attack with whatever the default weapon is from the character. Enemies drop experience gems. You pick them up. Whenever you level up, you can either upgrade a weapon or get a new weapon. You can hold six weapons and six pieces of gear. And it's like you level up and it has like a vaguely roguelike uh, advancement system on your run. So it's like, okay, you have the, and, and it's obviously cribbing from Castlevania. So uh, the first character is a Belmont. And it's just every couple of, se every couple of, mo like every second or so he'll whip in front of him. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you buy the upgrade to the whip, it will also whip behind him when it whips. And, and, and it progressed from there. And like, the, there's, there's the cross, and there's the boomerang, and there's the knife, and you can unlock, like, the equivalent of, uh, you know, the mage or the thief. And you just walk around and kill these monsters. Uh, and the game is, and there's a timer, and the game is basically, uh, stay ahead of the power curve or you die. Mm -hmm. Because stronger enemies start to spawn as the timer goes up. And if you're power, if you have not become powerful enough to punch through these stronger enemies, because they come from basically every direction, hmm. and and the map uh, loops, the first map loops in every direction. They don't loop; they're infinite in every direction. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. Uh, Is it just a big empty space, or you actually have to like go around obstacles and stuff? There are there are minor obstacles in the first map, and there they seem to get more as you go on. Because the second map is a library, and it seems it there doesn't seem to be any up down. It's only left right. You're limited because hmm. there's like bookshelves. Mm -hmm. uh, so in the first map, at least, I found the key to success because you do have to physically pick up the experience gems enemies drop, which is hard when they're in the middle of a gigantic horde of zombies. So what I did was kite them in a gigantic circle. That's how you do it. Uh, and then you get you get gold. Uh, you get gold as you play, and then you use that to permanent to give yourself permanent upgrades. Uh, boss monsters, which do show up every so often, will drop treasures, and this game can give you the loan. And what I mean by the loan was I whenever we talk about roguelikes, I talk about the loan, which is, uh. The loan, referring to uh, Donald J. Trump, talking about how he made his fortune with a small loan of a million dollars. 
from his parents. Yep. Uh, the loan is when a roguelike just makes you too powerful to lose through sheer <laughs> luck. And uh, the boss, the boss monsters will drop treasure chests, and treasure chests contain the exact same upgrades you get when you level. Uh, they can contain one, or they can contain five. Wow. Yep. That good shit. Uh, so you get one that's five, and they also drop a bunch of gold for use after the run for upgrading. But if you get one that's got five, and it's like, okay, uh, your whip leveled up three times because three of the treasures were whips. It's like, wow, I can just, uh, I don't have to worry for a while. Uh, and the goal is just survive as long as you can. And, and, you, and it's one of those games where it's like, okay, you did this and this and this. Now new items are added to the pool. Uh, if you survive for 30 minutes, the Grim Reaper shows up and kills you. Uh, and if you survive for 31 minutes, a second Grim Reaper shows up. And I assume one will just show up every minute until you're dead. <laughs> I want a mod for this game with a Grim Reaper. When they touch you and kill you, it just makes the paper boy sound of you crashing your bike insanely loud. And your character just go. I'd heard about vampire survivors yeah. for, you know, for a while. It got really popular and I never looked at it. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know why every mobile game had suddenly turned into this one game type. That's why. I have three of those on my phone. I didn't actually look at Vampire Survivors till like a couple of weeks ago and went, oh, that's what happened. This is like that moment where you're like, I have this cool phone game. It's called Twos. I, or 2048, I think is what it was actually called. And it was just a threes knockoff. I had the same thing happen, but with that Hollow Live version, Hollow Cure. Yes. Uh -huh. I was like, this seems neat. What do you mean? This is just a game wholesale already out there. <laughs> this is like if I got that keys. Uh, I'm spoiling news. I got that keys in an eye Beat Saber knockoff. And I'm like, what's Beat Saber? <laughs> I just like this anime girl. She dances good. I have been really excited for Vampire Survivors. I'm loving that you're talking about like how good it feels to get these loans yes. and shit because that's I need that. Mm -hmm. uh, there seems it. to be you seem to be you seem to have the goal of one survive and two find items on the level which will unlock additional levels and there seems to be six or seven levels. So I'll probably play it until the dopamine factory stops. So you got to do it with those games. And it only uses uh, one analog stick. You don't get to like aim with the right analog no, stick. No, just no. You don't. You, you do not control. You do not control because, your attacking at because, all. Because, because at a certain point, you'll be pissing so many attacks in all directions. In Hollow Cure, you do get to aim with the right analog stick. That may be a weakness. Yeah, I don't know. what Vampire Survivors looks like later is impossible with any yes, aiming. Uh, but like, yeah, you don't get to aim because it's like, oh no, you you got a really high level axe. Every couple moments, you'll just throw three giant axes that'll kill everything <laughs> above you, come down and kill everything in front of you and below you. Uh, but yeah, I'll probably, like I said, I'll put time into it until the dopamine factory stops. And I played one other thing. Uh, I played Tactics Ogre Reborn, uh, game code provided by Square Enix. They gave me oh, a game I code. I have a button for that <laughs> shit. One moment, fucking. Game code provided by Square Enix. There we go. <laughs> Uh, so most stunningly, this game does not have a filter on it. Yeah, they made they made the graphics to be seen at 4K and no other way. Yeah, that look is just baked into the assets. It's they made them. What they seem to have done is redrawn the sprites 
at 4K resolution with no increase in detail at all. Yeah, I've actually seen the comparisons now. Yeah. I hadn't seen it by the time I played it. But seeing the comparisons now, it does literally look like they're adhering to the original art, but they have stroke sizes and gradients on things that mm. weren't there originally. So that is why it looks the way and it, it does. Lo- and, and it looks fine at 4K, completely non-off-putting. If through, a YouTube, through YouTube's compression... Or screenshots or anything below 4K, it looks like shit. It is uh, a very weird situation to be in. This this CD this album was composed specifically for SACD audio. If you do not have an SACD player, kill yourself. Uh, I have no idea how the original game worked. Uh, in terms of leveling, now you just level up normally. Hmm. Uh, which certainly makes a lot more sense than I think what happened is whenever you changed classes, you reset to level one, basically, and had to start over and your character became stronger through spending skill points you earned instead of getting experience. Yeah, I remember being a mess. Yeah, if only we had a tactics ogre expert on this podcast instead of a at home and sleep in bed with his wife expert on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, they added they, I have no idea if this feature was in the original They seem, it, it seems m- would make sense if they added for this it's called union level mm. which uh, it is your level cap it increases as you go through the story so you cannot now that you have levels you cannot just grind until you know you're infinitely more powerful than everything else huh. uh, there, you also have to choose to grind and don't need to grind at all you, if you just do the Oh, here's an. This is something I want in every strategy RPG for the rest of time. Mm. Uh, at the end of the battle, it pools all your experience and splits it between every character that participated in the battle equally. So you do not have to go, okay, I need to level this character. I better set him up to get kills and assists or else he isn't getting shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. that always frustrated me with Final Fantasy Tactics, which mm-hmm. just like, well, he's really strong, so of course he got the most kills. God damn it. Right. Come on, dude. Again, it feels good in disguise when you hit, you punch one guy and he explodes and you then get 30 billion experience <laughs> and you'll have 10 levels. But, yeah, it doesn't translate to everything. You know? No. Uh, they added voice acting to this game. There's some clips that people put on Twitter were dire, but it's actually fine. Yeah, what I experienced, I liked, but that's me. Um, and I uh, mean genuinely not liked, not brain damage liked, like with Xenoblade, where I'm like, yeah, this is great. I do love hearing this 2,000 times. Like, there's good performances from what I experienced. She does have gall. Yeah. You, you sure do get to war crimes fast in Tactics Ogre. It damn. sure is a Matsuno game. <laughs> I have to talk about Final Fantasy XIV briefly because yeah. uh, cause Yoshi P loves Matsuno. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's an entire expansion of Final Fantasy XIV that is very Matsuno-esque. It's called Stormblood. It's about revolution against, you know, a big oppressive empire. Uh, in Final Fantasy XIV Stormblood, there's a character named Lice who, is, who I fucking despise. She is probably my least favorite Final Fantasy character, period. Whoa. Uh, what happens is 
you'll go to a town that's been so fucking crushed by this empire. It's like everybody under 40 is dead. We're not going to join your rebellion. We're fucking done. We're all going to keep our heads down. And Lice, who is the only white person from this country that is almost entirely non-white, mm-hmm. is like, no, you need, to, you need to stand up. Come on, stand up, rise up. Come on, you got to fight back. You, you got you to die on your feet, not live on your knees. Uh, there's that character in Tactics Ogre, and they're transparently the character who's going to fuck you over at the first chance they get. <laughs> uh, and minor spoilers, because it happens real fucking fast. Uh, when they fuck you over, they also turn into a violent incel. <laughs> Is they do in Matsuno games. <laughs> because uh, you have the main character, you have the main character and his sister, and then you have the guy that's going to backstab you, and they're like the childhood friends. And when he backstabs you, uh, his his portrait changes to like a crazed incel portrait. Awesome. And he's like, and you, I, I gave you that fish so you could eat, but you just shared it with your brother instead of, and didn't thank me at all. And he like starts getting really upset. That, and it's like, so now I'm going to become a war criminal because you wouldn't date me. That just makes me think of the Aria of Sorrow portrait stage, uh, change for, yeah. what was it, Graham? When, when yes, he just it is he, like that. Yeah, where his shit is cooked and he's just like, what? <laughs> you can't be him. I'm him. <laughs> it's, it's very interesting how, like, first of all, they're like, hey, do you want to do a war crime? And then uh, whether you say yes or no changes the entire rest of the game. Cool. That, that does seem like an important decision you just made. <laughs> yes. Uh, and they spend, a, they spend a lot of time characterizing just your, the random enemy commanders. And, not, and a lot of them, and I assume you, they will all die horribly, but some of them get to run away. So they're all variants between you did this, I want revenge, I'm going to kill you, or I'm really just in this for money because I have to live. No hard feelings, but I'm going to kill you. Uh, I also like that, unlike most strategy RPGs, uh, you actually end a lot of battles by killing the commander and not every single other person. Mm. In fact, the battles where you have to completely wipe out the other side are probably the most annoying ones. Uh, it sure is. A, it sure is the predecessor to Final Fantasy Tactics in some ways, though, where it's like, uh, don't let this NPC die. It's like they're on the other side of the map and they don't have any survival instincts. <sighs> yeah, that's the level. I'm just saying maybe it shouldn't be. <laughs> this is realistic, though. It's realistic that that guy runs directly at the enemy with his dagger. <laughs> at least they seem to have fixed it a little bit that the character acts as effectively as they can. And, and they'll, they, they will usually write in something like, I don't fucking trust you army that just showed up. So I'm not going to try and get myself killed, but I'm not, not also not going to move towards you. Cause it's like, I don't know who you are. You just showed up saying you were on my side, but this is a war, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, thank you to square Enix for providing that game code. I, don't know if I'll play through the entire game before game of the year because it's probably large. Game code provided by. Square Although it has Enix. a, 
How many times are you hitting that button, Dan? I can't, I don't <laughs> just one more. The just one more. Just one more. <laughs> That's all I got. I, I only did it twice total. <laughs> but yeah, this this seems, especially if you have a 4K display, this seems, and are not playing on Switch, which I presume cannot do 4K under any circumstances. PS4 and Xbox One, I assume it can, because it's just fucking sprites. Mm, PS4 Pro. I think the PS4 original can't do 4K under any circumstances. Oh, uh, okay. It can, do, so. it can do fake HDR, though. It's pretty good at that. But yeah, like, this is unquestionably the definitive way to play this game. Cool. They, they also did, like, quality of life things that it's insane they had to do. Like, they were like, uh, we should give the skills and spells and items different icons. Ooh. So you know what they are at a glance instead of being like, there's 800 of the same icon. What is what? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's always rough. Also, little stuff like uh, uh, if you, you, you can equip your character's items, they'll carry into battle. Not equipment, but like just consumables. Uh, uh, they added auto restock. Mm. So if you finish a battle, it's like this character used his two potions. If you have two potions in your inventory, it'll just pop them over and yeah. oh, okay, God. cool. Yeah, cool. I, I remember there are so many RPGs that do not do that. Mm -hmm. It just makes me be like, why don't you just use one pool? I don't want to re-equip potions every round. <laughs> Random place to shove this in. I really appreciated that in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, economically, it makes perfect sense to use the auto heal every time mm. because they don't use the more expensive potions that heal for more. Those are for battle. Just buy a ton of the smallest potion. I found myself wishing Star Ocean had a system like that, is I'd be like, <gasps> okay, I'm going to feed you five blueberries one at a time. <laughs> Dragon yeah. Quest Eleven is still the goat on that front. Yeah. <laughs> they had a button oh, to fully heal everybody. Then they had a button to heal everybody as close to full as possible without, without wasting any over. potion. Yeah. 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 Uh, Soul Hackers 2 also had an auto heal button, so it seems like that's just becoming standard in games now. And Trius, of course, is decades behind. <laughs> this is this is kind of a question for Chad. Uh, did, did, did they patch Soul Hackers 2 yet? I remember they announced that patch well in advance of it landing, and I think it was either supposed to come out late last month or this month. Yeah, I think it just came out, but I might be totally wrong. Wow. People are saying it came out. Okay. Hmm. Great. Hmm. Yeah, so now that game is marginally better. Too bad they can't patch in uh, dungeons that aren't, that don't act like valium they can't patch in money <laughs> uh but yeah that's all i all i played uh one last thank you to square enix for the game code so the ftc doesn't break my legs game like they've shattered the limbs of some other people we'll have to talk about oh uh, shit in a little bit <laughs> but we get to talk about those people after i mentioned that i was bitter that i didn't get to play portal rtx this week because even though they kept teasing that that was going to come out in november and then they said december and then they said december 8th and then it got the the page went up and it didn't work all day until the game awards so hopefully next week i'll get to play portal rtx but for now gentlemen we need to thank the pod lord yes. <laughs> oh shit yes oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right then <clears throat>not the spoiler pod lords it's the pod lords spoilers bitch i got to eat this week thanks to 
the pod lords who don't get an image this week because I've been up for the last day and just barely was able to start this live show on time. Yeah. Yeah. You have no idea what my day's been. But yes, that's right. The pod lords. Pod lords such as E. Lee Broyles, Corey Brown, The Plan. <laughs> I am so fucking excited for next week when I get to see these terrible images. I have to wonder what the plan was. I just have to sit here wondering all day. Red Blaze. 27. Suzu Shiro. Emperor Zero. Shibuyangato. Rado. One or one shades of wonderful remastered. B and 12. WTF Spider-Man Me, Mr. I like spam hopes Dan doesn't forget I'm a pod lord this week By the way, it's okay, I'm not too so upset about it What, did that happen? Oh no Did that happen? Oh, oh no Did your ass get blamed by Patreon? What? You know my DMs, you can DM me DFW3K Dwarf Fortress has officially escaped the ASCII dimension. Shiny Mew. Kristen. Kyle Bjork. Iron Agro. Bligda Blue. Schligda's Poo. Monster Hunter Ryzen and Raiden. Agro. Post recording. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> Cooper Tank. Dan, about to get married by all the games he needs to play for Goaty. <laughs> oh my god. Happy 200th BTD, Giga Boys. Love, uh, Yuki Naja? <laughs> <laughs> Who is this mysterious Yuki Naja? <laughs> I should have used the other music for Podlords. Clearly, clearly, should have used this for the spoiler dimension. True gamers trademark listen to at least 9,000 minutes of Gigaboots content each year. Indigo Sykes. Drive type. Paru. Oh. Yes! Uh. Jingle Bells. Paru smells. Jinkaria laid a plan. Dan Mobile lost a wheel. And KZ got away. Evil Lucario. A raccoon that is shocked at all those game awards announcements. I like the optimism there. This, this raccoon's ready to be surprised no matter what happens. Hunteru Whack, Karnov Whack, Pokemon Whack, Bayonetta Whack. Man, everything's fucking whack. Oh my god. Play Hyper Demon and kill a god. <laughs> <laughs> Round two, baby. Okay, that's actually so vague. It's deeply menacing. Oh god. The Superman. Access shows such as Pokemon Go to Chug Bleach, the podcast that watches all the movies, even the bout arc with the fucked up teeth. Sarlene. Timothy Fister. Bearded Joe. Leo Chrome, Krungle's Bum, 
El Nudo following the trend of the tears and vaguely indirectly embracing part of his heritage in one name change. My face when I realized I still have to beat Persona 5 Royale, Callisto, and three other RPGs before the end of the year. Ah! Wow. Maybe you can cut the Callisto protocol out. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's the decision I had to make. That Podlord was right. Hyper Demon is amazing. You should check it out. Our, our Podlords are bullying me into adding more games to my list. Oh no. <laughs> Thank you very much to our imageless Podlords. See your images next week, guys. Thank you, Podlords! Thank you, Podlords. Podlord. Picture is worth a thousand. Thank you, Podlords. And if you'd like to give, and if you'd like to send us a thousand pictures over the course of a thousand weeks, we will not show a thousand pictures in a single pod. <laughs> uh, you can go to our sign up for ten thousand dollars. We'll do it. <laughs> yeah, we're starting the new Pod God tier. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash gbpodcasts for as little as $5 a month. You get many benefits such as early access to Chugging Bleach and Pokemon Go to the Movies. Two monthly shows where we review all of Bleach. Uh, you can watch it and get caught up for uh, the new anime. Uh, you will not be caught up with what we have out right now because uh, we still have like 250 episodes to go before we're caught up to where the anime is right now. Uh, but you will get to experience the Bount Arc in the ideal way without actually experiencing the Bount Arc. <laughs> um, and Pokemon Go to great. the Movies where we watch every Pokemon movie one at a time and discuss uh, important things such as, is Ash in a coma? We just don't know, but we're going to get to the bottom of it. No one else is brave enough to find out. <laughs> uh, you also get extended benefits for uh, shows that we do when we, you know, like, like this, this was bad, so I didn't say it. Well, you'll get the bad thing we didn't say Ooh. in a separate audio file uh, on the Patreon. Uh, and you get a patron exclusive show one a month where you get to vote on what good or bad thing we have to watch and then talk about. This month, you're going to get to vote on Hallmark movies, those bane of all Christmas films, <laughs> where uh, the moat, where an attractive man and an attractive woman, woman are the most attractive man and woman we can get, you know, on a, for a, you know, a, a million dollar budget on this movie. Yeah. Uh, we'll learn about the meaning of Christmas and about how uh, heterosexuality is the only way forward. Um, <laughs> uh, that's patreon.com slash GB podcast. And if you don't have any money, it always helps us immensely to rate us on Thursdays before Twitch removes that feature. Spread the word to your friends. Like this, like this video on YouTube. If you're listening on YouTube right now, right now, don't right forget. now, don't forget. right now, come on, we're waiting. Uh, or review us on your podcast app of choice if that's how you're getting the show. That's patreon.com slash gbpodcast. Thank you. It's crazy how the meaning of Christmas was always penis and vagina. I had no idea Hallmark made Darling in the Franks. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my oh. god. <laughs> Man. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay, I gotta escape that. Hello. We're, we're talking about news. Hey, Chris, I hear you have some fairly titillating. Oh, shit. How do I make a C that come uh, news? Tell me your news. Uh, GameStop has apparently laid off the entire blockchain division. <laughs> Jesus. They haven't announced it, but people are on Twitter like, yeah, I got fucking hammered. And I, and I was with their stupid blockchain shit. So it seems and it seems to be a decent amount of people. So I guess it's just all of them. Wow. 
What Which a makes loss. sense. They set up that. They set up that stupid fucking. Uh, what's the term? Exchange. Oh yeah, and, they did and, and, their own. And 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 nobody used it even once. Yeah, because why would they ever? I don't have a clown honking sound, but honk honk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next piece of news: the Gwent standalone game is uh, reaching its end of life. There will be three expansions in 2023, and then it will stop getting updates. It will still be playable, and there will still be a team to bug fix and balance it. That shit but it will not. Out? It will not. Get yeah, more. yeah. The Witcher. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it came out years ago. Uh huh. It's been a thing yeah. for a while. All yeah. right. The Witcher Three was 2015. It must have been like 2017, 2018 at the latest. All right. Uh, Bamco has trademarked "We Love Katamari Reroll Plus Royal Reverie." And Tales of Arise Beyond the Dawn. First one, pretty obvious what it is. Uh-huh. Uh, second one, mmm. Yeah, it could be an anime. It could be a DLC. It, it, it could be an anime. It could be a DLC. I can't see them just doing a sequel because traditionally, those don't do good when Tales of is like, we're making a direct sequel. Yeah, they don't sell well, and they aren't good, to my experience. Mm. Mm. Like, have you, like have the you tried the... the what was it, Symphonia 2? I played like the first hour and was like, no, that's like okay. the worst one to my understanding. And, and there's only three. I, I, I knew a person who liked that. The, they're in prison now. These probably are related, but. <laughs> I guess we should get to the, the big funny thing. Uh, the <laughs> FTC has the FTC is suing Microsoft to block the Activision acquisition. Thank God. Uh, my favorite definitions are just robbed. Like. <laughs> Uh, how do you how do you make like, a joke funnier than that? Like fucking, they tweeted yeah, it. on Game Awards they tweeted Day. It. Yes. Now, yesterday Microsoft met with FTC head about this. And it seemed, I guess, it was just we're going to open up your ass. Like I guess that's how that meeting went. <laughs> that's how Phil Spencer looked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to swing at Phil Spencer a little bit here, and by a little bit I mean a lot. Uh. He posted that shit on Twitter on Tuesday night. Like, we, we agreed to a deal with Nintendo so they can have Call of Duty for 10 years after this deal goes through, which, uh, one, if I was a Call of Duty fan, I'd be seeing that like, no. No, I don't want that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so now the big expensive AAA blockbuster games that, you know, are one of the few games in the, in the industry that have shitloads of money and put into presentation now have to run on the switch yeah yeah that that or, that's or, not something i want yeah or just an entirely separate game being made just for switch every uh -huh. year which nobody should want that either yeah, but neither. there Those was that and then directly leading into this phil spencer's the elon musk of gaming he is yeah like yeah. he's he's a terrible manager and executive but he hangs on because he has his fanboys he keeps whipping into a fury with tweets and by going on to podcasts and shit. Yeah. And he seems to he seems to think tweets are real and matter. I mean like that's all that's all I can read from that Nintendo thing is like, no, this is my th this'll placate the FTC. Yeah, I mean to some extent he assumed the FTC worked the same as game journalism, which is kind of even more of a joke than normal journalism because as we I believe we were talking about on Tuesday off content cuz you know, what the fuck were you going to just talk about this during a Kung Power review or fucking <laughs> podcast devil? <laughs> Welcome to the podcast devil. Can you fucking believe Phil Spencer this week? 
new segment. <laughs> uh, he he tweeted that, and then a number of gaming news sites just ran it like, oh, they, they made a deal with Nintendo. It's real. And yeah, like they, they, and everyone started acting like, oh, I guess the, the deal went through with Activision. It's like, why do you think that? We are a year and a half into it not going through. What why do you do think, you think your think... job is? Writing words into a fucking CMS yeah, and hitting publish. Yeah. Um, if, 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 if at any point you thought maybe... Maybe Microsoft isn't stupid and Sony is, in fact, really stupid in what they're doing in all of this. The part where Michael Pactor came out and said, Sony's acting immature like two-year-olds throwing a fit. That should have <laughs> been the part where you went, oh, shit, I agree with that guy? Oh, God. I must be the dumbest motherfucker in the room, aside from Michael Pactor. Mm. Obviously. Man. I did not I did not remember Michael Pactor coming out. He did that, that Wednesday. Oh, <laughs> The, the day the FTC was seemingly having a meeting with Microsoft to say, get ready. He just lined up to be punched in the face. <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's like the football thing in Charlie Brown, but there's no football at all. It's just a foot. At, it's just a steel toe boot at head height, and he ran straight into it. Is that machine from Beavis and Butt the second movie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's uh, it going to do? <laughs> I'm so excited. What? Something that really, like, also casts a really <laughs> negative light on Phil Spencer, like, he must be a fucking idiot, is one mm. of the, the thing the FTC directly brought this up. It's like, uh, Microsoft promised, like, European trade boards in writing yeah. they would not make Bethesda games exclusive to their platform, and then they came out and did and said they would, so we have no reason to care about anything they say on that front Yeah, in, in yeah. any of their arguments, so yeah. we're suing them. Mm -hmm. And now, this is bad. This is this isn't like oh well. This will be settled in six months. This is going to take so fucking long. Just assume the deal's gone. Yeah, this they are going to get busted the fuck up by this. Who knows where it fucking stops? But this clearly they, is getting into antitrust tier, which is taken more seriously than any of the other shit Silicon Valley usually gets hit for. Mm -hmm. um, I. There's honestly, like, there's even, like, how hard will Microsoft fight this? They don't want to piss off the FTC. The last time they pissed off the FTC, they only barely avoided not becoming four companies. Yes. Precisely. Which, fun fact, and that the, was, that, like, 24 years ago that, or that was it was It was about 20 years ago. It was, like, 2001, I think. They started going through it in 99, I think, because it was even before the Xbox had come out. And they kind of did a similar. Oh, man, imagine song that and better dance. that better future we would have had. <laughs> Maybe still want to have games. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, this um, this is why it was insanely stupid for uh, all these game journalists. Their term, not mine, to sit there in the moment the Activision tweet goes out, where it's like we're family now. <sighs> All of them be like, yeah, they just bought the third largest company in this industry. That totally happened because they tweeted that it did. It's like that didn't happen, though. And you really need to yeah, stop saying it does because your audience, to some extent, is children and non-adults. <laughs> the in-between. Uh, yeah, they don't understand this shit. And when you literally treat this like this, this is how it goes. Yeah, and a lot of that Microsoft tweeting these acquisitions in the way they did. Feels like it should be illegal. Yeah, this honestly does get a little bit into that Elon Musk Th that, that, just Yeah, like, that's another Elon Musk thing of like, you're not, you, and I do wonder if that might not be part of 
this, however this chess goes, it's like your CEOs aren't allowed to tweet without passing it through an FTC person anymore, which is how Elon Musk works, by the way. Elon Musk is not allowed to tweet about Tesla at all without it going through FTC approval because he's fucked up so many times. Yeah, that makes sense. He really fucked up too many times. Um... Uh, for a little bit of context, when they got sued in the 90s, it took three years from the filing of the lawsuit to the final judgment. Oh so God. we're in this for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so at, at the bare minimum, at the bare minimum, expect this plan doesn't go through for the acquisition. At the next level, you know, don't sit there and get excited or salivate or anything because whatever. I, I guess my message with that is it's not worth your time to get excited about Microsoft getting beat the fuck up. Like they're not even worth that. Uh, just understand it is entirely possible that Microsoft gets dissected a bit because they only barely avoided it last time. And the fact every other division of Microsoft has somehow avoided this. I guarantee you Phil Spencer has massively fucked up in the eyes of Satya Nadella. Because you cannot work at Microsoft so, and be the only division getting hit with this bat. Every so other division the, equally deserves that. Well, maybe not every. There's probably a few products. Out. I mean, for fuck's sake, the the anti-competitive shit teams, I believe, Microsoft Teams is getting yeah, hit yeah, for that, that in a- Europe because they bundled it with the uh, Office Suite. Um, but even they're not under this level of, we're going to beat you to death. That the gaming division is now. And uh, last thing before I shut the fuck up on this and let anyone else speak. I swear to God, the first thing I said when they announced, yo, Bethesda games are going to be, they won't be exclusive. I'm like, yes, they will. And then when they announced they were exclusive, I'm like, you really fucked up. You realize that, right? Because now we can't trust you, which means government agencies who are paying attention can't trust you. And they have the power to do shit about that. And while every game journalist in the world is fucking stupid, seemingly intentionally to piss me off, because <laughs> that's how it feels when you sit there and go, no, they said they said they wouldn't make it exclusive, you guys. Call of Duty isn't exclusive. It's like, yeah, they said you that. Yeah, they your deal. They said that about Bethesda. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like, I, how do you, it, it, it's the exact same line when Cox was like, no, you should totally repeal net neutrality because we're not going to do anything fucky if you let us but it's very important that you let us but we're not but we need to be able to because we won't yeah uh here's another uh we we said three years it's actually going to be longer than that because i did i just did some more research now uh the ftc's in a thing with with google right now uh they are suing google for an anti for antitrust Mm -hmm. uh they filed in sep in october 2000 uh, i mean october 2020 Okay, <laughs> it's not even going to go to trial until September of next year. So we're looking at four to five years before this Microsoft thing moves at all. And li- like I said, it's like the deal's basically crushed because let's say micro, let's say Activision stock goes up a bunch in five years. They're not going to want that deal to go through at the lower rate they agreed to with Microsoft. And if it's the reverse, Microsoft won't want it to go through with the paying a lot more than the company's worth. 
Yeah, it's really fucking... Five years is an eternity in, like, this level of business. Microsoft mm-hmm. might not be making Xboxes in five years. Right, yeah, exactly. Know, right? A lot of their plan outlined basically this being the last generation, where Sony clearly is not doing that, as they sit there and openly write in the documents to uh, the the CMA. If- uh, yeah, we're making another PlayStation in, like, six years. Like, that'll fuck us up pretty if- bad if COD's not on it. We're, we're going to see how fucked this is if Phil Spencer leaves Xbox within three months. This I could really... Tell, I could totally see it happening. Dude, yes! The, 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 companies go through CEOs of, of divisions for less shit than this. I think this actually is a really big fuck-up. There's a reason. Like, I don't... I don't get any joy out of even a person as shitty as fucking Phil Spencer with the manipulation he does through social media and other things. And just horse crap he says in fucking interviews. I don't get joy out of that man being miserable, but it is fucking obvious he was miserable at the Game Awards tonight. (laughs) That is a dude who probably had a talk already where it's like, do you realize the level of fuck that you just did? I can't imagine Microsoft just being like, oh, they said what? Whatever, buddy. We'll talk about it next week. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, like the app, like the worst case scenario here for Microsoft, the absolute worst case is the FTC says Xbox has to be its own company now. I cannot stress how good and healthy that would be. Yeah, because I mean, Xbox wouldn't exist very long, but. But that's the thing. They could if they simply just went through the process of making games (laughs) selling games for money nope that's it yep and stop pushing cloud gaming because of course that's a net loss like that and game pass are a net loss for them no matter how much they'll scream and tell you that it is not i mean those those documents they submitted to like the european board about yeah the they basically (laughs) basically, wait cloud gaming isn't real don't fucking worry about it yeah that's nutty. Um, also, totally doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Uh, Microsoft announced their games are going to go up to $70. They're what? I know, I, right? I have... I Starfield. Their Starfield is going to go up to $70. <laughs> oh, Redfall, too. If Redfall Does, $70, well, I'm going to have a stroke. No, and they, that they is entire- it. Yeah. One. Fuck for one. Does it matter what the price of something that will never be purchased is? I mean, that's their own language. That that interview where I pulled the quote where they said their $60 price point was more consumer focused and fan friendly. That quote, literally the next line is him going, but does it really matter how much we charge for a game if it's on Game Pass? And I'm like, I hate how much that sentence you just said lives at the core of every review of an Xbox game or a game on Game Pass. It's fine. I didn't pay for it. Look, no. Yes, you did. But you've been this paying is just, for, for months. <laughs> this is one of those things where it's like where I just have to whenever, you know, Windows Central or wherever cranks out the guys, Microsoft is going to stop, try, start really start trying article, mm-hmm. which happens every couple months. Taking their games from 60 to 70 dollars gets them nothing they already barely sell copies because of game pass yeah this is only a negative pr thing and they didn't care because somewhere in the maze they have built the fucking labyrinth of xbox they might make (laughs) ten dollars less if they aren't seventy dollars 
Yeah, I like, don't with, understand. With Sony, like, it... with, with Sony, that extra $10 on like God of War Ragnarok is going to come out to $200 million. Right. It probably is. I mean, it's already come out to about $120 million. <laughs> yeah. Because they sold about 10 or 12 or wait, no, it was five. Wasn't it? Pokemon was 10 or 12. I can't remember right now. Yeah. But yeah, no, that makes a huge difference. Um, it doesn't because I doubt Microsoft games even sell a million copies of the hard copies nowadays. Like, as far as I know, they don't move through distribution channels at they stores. Don't, they, they don't. Yeah. They don't. Ha- they. I mean, there's a reason they don't talk about it at all. Right. Like the closest thing to concrete yeah. numbers on a, on a Microsoft game that we've gotten lately is like Gears Five sold. 15% of what Gears 4 sold its first week. How fucking weird is it that we got no Because that was one of, that was one of the big Yeah, that's another thing like did who who knows? Um, yeah, that's so, sh- we should have gotten any Xbox announcements at the Game Awards. All we got were ads for Game Pass. It was like even a even joke like a we would feel trailer. Yeah, yeah because no. it's Starfield. Yeah, and that's supposed to be out like in 3 months, right? No, I don't think they, they have they a date on it. First, they first they half. don't have a date. Okay, it's just so first half. Sometime six. in the next six months, that, that game, game is supposed out. to be out and playable for seventy dollars. I. So how many games did they release at sixty dollars on the series systems? You're asking me how many Series X games are real? Yes, and cost sixty dollars. I think it's only Halo Infinite, Microsoft Flight Simulator, Forza Horizon Five. Halo Infinite. Oh my fucking god. Come on, Dan. There's gotta be more than three. Oh my god. Um, oh no. Is there really just could, three games? You oh my god, it is. Psychonauts 2, but I don't know if yeah, I count we could, that. We could, I, I'll, I'll count it, I, even though they just bought the company. And I, I feel like that was, was launched at 50 anyway. Like It was a lower budget was. than the $60 oh. dollar price range. It might have been 60 I think it was just 60 Okay. Okay. All right. Oh. They got so much good PR. They got They're- a ton of really good PR about we're cross-gen, baby, and $60. We're so pro-consumer. We don't have any fucking games. Anyways, good it, thing it, you guys funny are how they got. It's, it's funny how gassed up they got for that, and then Sony just did the same thing anyway. I know, which is weird. I think they tricked Sony, but at some level, like Sony definitely could have looked at the numbers and gone, uh, yeah, we're going to make like a hundred million more dollars if you make a last gen version of these games. So get to it. Yeah. I'm going to have a stroke of Spider-Man 2's cross gen. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Not going to be happy. Anyway. Did you have any other news, Chris? I did, but let's do that last. Okay. One moment. Hey, Bob. Hey, you have news? Yeah, I got news. Uh, talking about news. Uh, we got a date for the U.S. release of River City Girls 2. It's going to be out oh, December good. 15th. Uh, it's this year still. <laughs> yeah. Hooray. They couldn't even delay it two more weeks. Nope. Um, it's going to be $40 this time, which I was surprised about because the last one was 30 Huh. Maybe well, it's, maybe I guess it's they bigger. Have, I guess they have more premium YouTubers this time. No, listen to me way forward. If I pay $40 for Rivy City Girls 2 and I cannot play as Mommy and Hasebe, I will be very upset. It's fine if I have to beat the game first to play as them. 
They just yeah, need the, to be there. Yeah, they, they showed off a bunch of, or a bunch of characters that are playable now, like those new characters, but they did not talk about if those two are playable, so who knows? <sighs> we got the Elden Ring Coliseum update that went out yesterday. Oh, cool. So now there's PvP arenas have opened up in that game. You can do uh, duels, free-for-alls, and team fights, and it looks like it's three-on-three three for team fights. Mm. So that's neat. Hmm. That's, um, that's neat. Uh, there might be something for the big Coliseum other than having Potman stand outside it with his arms crossed. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like literally those Coliseums are opening up. So that's cool. Uh, the, also, they haven't announced anything about it, but uh, Lance McDonald tore apart the new update already, and they are continuing to work on the ray tracing in that game. That's going to be none of it's activated. Hilariously bad. It is going to run like fucking shit. It's, that's for sure. It's going to make Dark Souls one on PS3 blush. <laughs> Ooh, is that ten frames per second? <laughs> At least it'll load fast. Right. <laughs> Why is this ray tracing setting labeled Blight Town in your code? <laughs> Um, Man, that should be what they call all psycho RT settings on all games from here on out. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to say this here because I will definitely forget to say this if and when I play Portal RTX for next week. I saw performance specs for how the 4090, 4090, the $1,600 GPU at lowest, uh -huh. plays Portal RTX. Okay. 1080p. Guess how many frames? Bob. We're talking it's, average. It's 1080p. It's 1080p. Just 1080p. Yes. I'm, I'm going to say 50. I'm just going to be positive and say 50 frames per second because that's horrible, okay. but it's not as bad as it could be. Aggro? 40. <laughs> Chris? 40 79 but it's like a 1600 dollar gpu and 1080p okay i have fucked me up i was just like what the fuck uh you already talked about the star ocean patch yes but i do have one other thing here okay it's two other things um fuser this is the game that was big at the Summer of Gaming Summer of 2021 or 2020? Was, I think it was 2020. Oh, I the, think you're the right, animated yeah. bumper they had? Yes, the yes. animated bumper we saw. We countless times went, what the fuck is this thing? And only days into the Summer of Gaming did right. anyone explain, so this is a game made by Harmonix. We're like, is it the theme of the Summer of Gaming? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that would have made a lot of sense, yeah. The online services are shutting down, and all sales of it are ending on the 19th of this month. Uh, you can still play it in campaign and quick play mode if you own it already. So it's not one of those situations where it completely vanishes, but you cannot buy it anymore. You music cannot rights. buy DLC. Yeah, music it's, rights. It yep. uh, they're pressuring me into buying this game that I have no interest in just because of that. And the yeah. fact it's harmonics that I need to know. Mm -hmm. That sucks. <sighs> in my last piece of news, mm. Bandai Namco announced Sandland Project. Bland Sandland. This is based on the Akira Toriyama manga that he got really upset with because he didn't want to draw a tank anymore. Yeah, is this? A, do we know this is a game? Have the, we don't oh, yes, know if it's me, a game. Let, let me explain, Dan. Uh, Akira Toriyama was like, this was after Dragon Ball was done. He's like, I want to draw a short manga, two volumes is how long Sandland I think is. So like 14, 12 to 14 chapters. I want to draw a series about a cool tank. 
Uh, then he got the series and realized he had to repeatedly draw the cool tank. And by the end of the series, he fucking hated that tank. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are in 2022. It's been 22 years. Mm. Maybe he's up for drawing the tank again. He, and I, I think Akira Toriyama has said multiple times that his favorite thing is doing art for games because he only has to draw it a couple times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is fair, man. I get it. It's, it's not a coincidence that the only Dragon Ball villain they've never brought back and will probably never bring back is Cell, the one covered in spots. <laughs> Thank you, Bob, for the good news. <laughs> um, Toyotaro likes drawing tanks. <laughs> I uh, brought up earlier that there's the Kizuna Eye Beat Saber knockoff where she dances at you while you play what is clearly Beat Saber. That is going to be PSVR 2. Uh, I brought up on the Game Awards that Moss Book 1 and 2 is going to be on PSVR VR 2 day one. Mm-hmm. That's my news. And Yuji Naka was arrested again. <laughs> <laughs> we can't stop him. He's on the loose. Wait, no, he's not. He's, he's behind bars. <laughs> now he's behind bars. No longer at large. He went deeper on this one than the other one. Oh, yeah. Which is really funny, because if you recall, the other one was because a small company got to do a Dragon Quest game. Mm-hmm. That's a huge buff. This time, he invested heavily in the company that handled the Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VII the first soldier mobile game. And he put a shitload mm. on that. How'd that go? <laughs> Well, he's in prison, so we don't know. I don't know how much money he made from that, but oh boy, he probably made seventy oh. bits. Ooh, yeah, that's that's eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars he put into that company. That motherfucker's Ooh. going down. See, I knew the figure of eight hundred thousand. I was thinking it was yen because holy shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, one hundred fifty million yen. Oh. As I said, the first time he did it, it seemed like such a small amount of money. What an idiot. Mm-hmm. This time, knocked it out of the park. Yeah. His ass is going to jail. We're Man. literally never going to hear about Yuji Nake again. It just makes me so happy. It's, I could dance up and we'll downstairs in one weird more time. motion footage. <laughs> but it will be one word. Death. <laughs> um... I think it's really funny that this game was going to just fade out of existence and no one would ever think of it again. But now this game is the game that has ended Yuji Naka. I hope people associate the first soldier with that. I hope that's its legacy. Yeah, because that game is basically canceled. It's going offline soon. We covered that a yeah, few weeks ago. Yeah, this, I mean, also it doesn't help that this game is like a, a fever dream you can have if your brain was infected by popular tags. Where it's yeah. just so Final Fantasy Seven mobile game battle royale. Like this isn't a salient, unique thing. It could easily pass from your mind, but now it is the thing that tricked Yuji Naka to sit in the box that says only dumb motherfuckers sit in this box. So when is Yuji Naka in prison coming to Fortnite? <laughs> now the question is: Will this? Will this be the last time Yuji Naka is arrested for this? He could get arrested any number of more times. I feel like at this point they're like, all right, Yuji Naka, you're free to go. Like, no. Mm-mm, I'm going to stay here. 
It's like, how many other leave, games arrest me again? were they working on while this man worked at the company? Yeah, the funny thing is, it's like, <laughs> they caught him twice. They caught him twice for really recent things. You're going to tell me this man only got into the habit of doing this shit near the end? Right. That's what you're going to tell me? Yeah, I do wonder how many, like, Sega side projects... Hey, Keiji and Afune, uh, you, you, didn't, you didn't get any ownership of uh, Spark Unlimited before you kept giving them games, did you? Oh, man. Yeah. As a Mega Man fan who has the veil lifted off of his eyes, who does not see through clouds, crystal clear vision here, I definitely just pray for a day that it happens. Because... Let it's, me tell you, nothing made me lose faith in my fellow Mega Man fan like a bunch of people going, "You didn't. This this isn't really his NFT art, you guys." And I'm like, "Are you blind? That's clearly him and I a just, thing he would be into." It's <laughs> just when you look at uh, Keiji Inafune's career and how often he was like, "I'm in charge of deciding who makes this project." We're going with the literal shovelware company that charges almost nothing. That yes. doesn't get him anything theoretically if he's just working at a company. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's bizarre. Yeah. I had the really great idea of devaluing our entire company. Why aren't they sad I'm leaving? <laughs> well, just not getting mean. You are responsible for Dark Void. <laughs> <laughs> dark, dark, dark void stream win, Dan. <laughs> See, you said the conduit hangs over my head like the sword of Damocles. Dark void, I feel even more so. It's just dark like, void. Like, like I said, dark void, wet, <laughs> oh, hunted man. the demon forge, the conduit, and the, the bionic commando. Everyone's my waiting Matt for Hazard. It. It's the hazard tree. <laughs> Anyways. Sort of Damocles month. Yeah, that's a month, all right. The Game Awards happened. Oh, my God. They that, Street, did. that Street Fighter 6 trailer was amazing. Yeah, that was really yes, good. it was. Really good shit. I'm just going to shoot for things I care about. We'll go in any order we want. That Transformers trailer fucked me up. Holy shit. They, they did it right. Because <laughs> it's like, well, I, I went from not caring to kind of caring a lot. So show me what you have. I genuinely have not been got by a trailer that bad in a while. Yeah, that was really out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, Dead Sales Castlevania. In what world did anyone expect that? No. I want to know what it is. Like, yeah. W- we obviously will get to fight Dracula, but what? how do Alucard and Richter play into this? Do you get to play as them? What's I that? I only assume. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Do you yell, Richter? And then he yells, Alucard! <laughs> and actor, Alucard yells, Dead Cells guy! Dead Cells guy! <laughs> yell Dead Cell! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it's all coming together. This, this must have been his plan. Uh, Hellboy game announced, shown. Yep. Apparently, uh, Lance Reddick is voicing Hellboy. Somebody in chat was saying that. I haven't confirmed it myself, but what mm. the fuck? Interesting. It's a choice. 
I don't think it's a bad one. It's an interesting one. Star Wars Jedi Survivor leaked ahead of time, but looks really good. Yeah, that looked great. I mean, oh, except man. for his lack of poncho and beard. Yeah, uh, that facial hair is rough. I agree on the first point, but the second point is it's about crafting character. Yeah, I, like, I can I, get... I, I, <laughs> I can understand with the person you cast. There's, you can't make him look older. He's one of those people who's just going to look 15 until they're 60. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Spider-Man's actor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did Dan mean video game Spider-Man? Or movie Spider-Man. We'll never know. 80s 2. Yeah, it looked really cool. I'm super excited. I was yeah, really surprised. Cool. Uh, real quick, with Jedi, Jedi Survivor. Yeah. That shit comes out in the first three months of the next yeah. year. Guys, we're yep. legitimately sitting here just being like, we should just have an award ceremony in July. <laughs> yeah, half a game a year. Yeah. yeah. Just for do, like do a game of the year every half year. That feels feels good. It feels like it gives more space. That means we can have two games of the year every year. Which, when you think about it, that's actually more respectful. Can't argue with that. I'm, that's like, two Elden Rings. If if everything currently, if nothing gets delayed, we're looking at Fire Emblem for Spoken. Hogwarts Legacy, fuck J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Wild Hearts, Atomic Heart, Theater Rhythm, Like a Dragon, Ishin. Fuck. Kirby Return to Dreamland uh, remake, Octopath Traveler 2, Destiny 2 Lightfall, Wolong Fallen Destiny, Resident Evil 4 remake. And Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 in And if May. we count, and since June is technically part of the first half of the year, we have Street Fighter 6, Final Fantasy 16. At this point, I think if we just do the first half and the second half separate, the second half will come to punk us and have nothing. I know, right? Like, it's going to be no Spider-Man 2, and we're all going to go, this is the easiest ceremony ever. Yeah, there's no way that it keeps up with this output to the second half. Half of these have to get delayed into the second half, right? And, and Starfield and Redfall are also both start, supposed to come out in the first half of next year. I have an image for thoughts like that. One moment. Really easy to access. I just need to come in here, type two letters. Okay. I'm okay. excited. Uh, pull this up. Pull up OBS it's gonna be, Is it going to be Joker Hop again? No, it's not Joker Hop, please. It's, uh, it's this. It's... <laughs> Yeah, Starfield's <laughs> counting PSVR too. <laughs> oh God, uh, sweet Christ! Well, I'm just assuming at this point I'm just not allowed to get one because Sony was mean to me. <laughs> yeah, and and I and I think Assassin's Creed Mirage is supposed to be in the first half of next year too. Oh my God! Oh God! Is oh it? Oh my God! And Diablo Four is also in June of next year, so that's also the first <laughs> I have half of problems next year. with this year right now. <laughs> please, please stop talking, bro. Jesus. Yeah, this is a fucking nightmare is what this is. We uh, sure turned around from like seventh gen where it's like I can do a top three of the year. That seems doable. I don't know about more than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't even know if I could make a top three most most seventh gen years. But uh man, this this gen's going really well. I fucking love it. Among Us hide and seek mode. Neat. Death Stranding 2 or DS2. 
Did we actually see them spell out Death Stranding 2 at any point? No, we did not. It's just DS2. Huh. Oh, Kojima. What Come does on it mean? To you. What does it stand for? And then it'll be Death Standing 3 in Spider-Man font. Deep Squid. I mean, there's no, there's no guarantee that we'll be playing as Norman Reedus and not that blonde dude from the end of the trailer. There's no guarantee Kojima won't do it again. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Reedus is now old man. I like the look. Yeah. I like old man Reedus. I it's think a it, good look. it does work. It yeah, has a lot of uh, Snake Plissken energy. I was like, why doesn't he have the iPad? What's going, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> they didn't announce a date for that. No. They just went, here it is. They didn't even give us a year, so who knows? Right? Right. I would be shocked if that came out in the next year. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores is a VR game, and thus, uh, because... No, of that's exact... not the VR game. No. Oh, God. Call of the Mountain is the VR game. Burning oh, Shores God. is the uh, DLC where you go to L.A. and they oh, show you Hollywood sign. Sorry. All right. They show one of those giant Horus car- carriers waking up. I'm glad the More- DLC takes place in that area because that's the most interesting area in the game, and they didn't develop a whole lot there. More like Horizon Forbidden from winning awards at the Game Awards. <laughs> uh, and they also showed off the VR game. Bayonetta Origins, Cereza, and the Lost Demon. <laughs> Fuck you, Bob. <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm gonna have to go with him, Bob. Fuck you. They they teased this when in that in the game in the main game. Mm-hmm. You can play a mini version of it. I was like, it's got to be a separate game or something because there doesn't seem to be more than lock. Mm-hmm. And here it is. And it comes out in March. Yeah, I'm pretty psyched. Yet another. Final Fantasy 16 trailer looked damn good. June 22nd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was then, really worried there wasn't going to be a party. And absolutely. then they're like, oh, no, you, you have a party. <gasps> and it has a dog. <laughs> yeah, it's the first yes. trailer that's made me at all excited for the game, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a great trailer. Yeah. You know what else is a great trailer? Armored Core 6. I cannot express the depth of terror and sorrow when when they just cut to the kiln of the first flame for like two seconds before they show a robot. Nah, it's cool. You have no idea how much that fits in Armored Core. I had no lack of faith. It was so good. I love Armored Core. I am so glad people paid us an ass load of money so we could will this into being. <laughs> that is definitely what occurred here on this day. Right. God, yeah. I'm so excited for this. It comes out next year. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that's definitely coming out in the second half of next year if it makes that date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, FromSoft is by no means immune to do They're very punctual. They're uh, very punctual. No. They've never delayed a game. <laughs> When was Elden Ring supposed to release? Don't worry about it. Crash Team Rumble is a MOBA and not a Battle Royale. And that's kind of funny because that moves it up one point. Like, ooh. I'll play a MOBA. Battle Royale? Eh. Yeah. Do you have Lumens and Nanite? Then <laughs> I'm not going to play your Battle Royale. Oh, yeah. The Forspoken demo's up now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm super hyped to go download that as soon as this ends. Yeah, I'm going to check that Portal RTX works, and then I'm going to go home and finally sleep after being up for over a day straight. Yeah, like walk back from past my PS5 and think about downloading that demo and go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, Susan. Oh, man. Let's go with Celeste. Celeste sequel-ish thing that is a Metroidvania-looking thing called Earthblade. Neat. 2024. Yes. Very Neat cool. as hell. Very, very I, SNES title. Good I, shit. I hope it's good. Celeste is really good, but this is a very different kind of game than Celeste. Right. Yes. Tekken 8 looks cool as hell. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tekken 8. Jesus. We saw so many character games. I need to go watch it in slow motion and watch, check them all out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Baldur's Gate 3. They announced August? Yes. Jesus. Huh. Jesus. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, at least it's not June. <laughs> Immortals of Avium. It's an EA original. I'm trying to remember. Which one was this? Yeah. It's the one with the kind of cool Godfallish aesthetic person steps outside. Oh, yeah. We don't know shit other off. than that. Everyone's, everyone's going off. Uh, Diablo 4, June 6, 2023. I'm surprised that, that this didn't have gameplay and other stuff. Like, yeah, I thought it'd be same. more. Mm-hmm. Same. Like, I, I was kind of, like, that was a lot more hype of a CG trailer than they did last time, where it was just, like, this insanely long thing of them exploring a dungeon. I think that was two times ago now. That was two times ago now, you're right. Yeah. I know, because I forgave them for that, because they did a good trailer. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that dungeon trailer was absolutely awful. I'm glad they didn't do anything like that. That dungeon trailer didn't do anything to anyone, and you guys were <laughs> monsters about it. <laughs> it went on for 11 minutes and nothing happened. That might be the worst trailer of a Diablo it's game called ever. Tone Build. <laughs> no, not in a trailer. <laughs> it's layering flavors. You just don't appreciate it. It's what we call a superfood. <laughs> Uh, Wayfinder, Blizzard-looking sort of game beta next week. So, did it? Isn't this the game that they're like, we have a cool par- partner with money? And I'm like, is it Sony? <laughs> it's like the Who's That Pokemon, but the uh, what's a PS? I, yes, yes. And also, Digital Extreme was involved. I already signed up for the beta, so if I get in, I will report on it. Awesome. I also intend to sign up for that beta, and maybe by then I'll have the new parts for the PC and can do that. I uh, You can get a PS5. You can get a PS5 code. Oh. That changes everything. This, this, in fact, changes everything. Uh, we'll go ahead and talk about it now. The Lords of the Fallen. I noticed you wrote this wrong. You wrote Lo- Lords of the Fallen. Yes, that's true. I forgot to write The Lords of the Fallen. It's That the sure looks nothing Fallen. like Lords of the Fallen. Yes. It looked pretty cool, though. <laughs> yeah, it did. I'm just going to read the text that's written here. Blue Protocol is a trap. <laughs> Beware. <laughs> yes, it is. I guess Bamco's version of Genshin Impact. We don't really have any, We like they say, online massively multiplayer thing, but it seems like it might just be Genshin. Yeah, it seems pretty Genshin core, for sure. Cyberpunk 2077 expansion Phantom Liberty featuring Idris Elba. Noise. <laughs> That's cool. Did they put a date on that? No. Okay, because it was like, you know, I can just continue delaying my playthrough until that comes out. <laughs> That's what I intend to do. I'll get to Cyberpunk eventually. Smash cut to Bob as a skeleton in his chair. <laughs> yeah. Crime Boss 
Rocket City featuring so many celebrities. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. What's this game? Who knows? Who gives a shit? Yeah, it's it seems- got Danny Trejo and Vanilla Ice in it. I, it I, has vanilla, it, and it's Miami in the 90s, and you, there's neon signs, and you shoot guys with guns, and it's like, okay. Chuck Norris is in this video game. God, that fucking sent me so much, because already I was overwhelmed by everything else. Yeah, no, it literally is the most celebrities in a video game ever by a landslide. It's not even close. Very amusing in that way. Uh, there was the Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League trailer where um, Batman is in it. And he's going to beat the shit out of him. Yeah, it's, it's Kevin Conroy po- it's, uh, posthumously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's going to be weird. Yeah, I really hope that this, is going to be very weird. Yeah. I hope this, this is uh, some sort of respectful end to the character and not something horrible. Yeah, which I, is, really, I assume is everything in this video game. I really doubt that this, since it's from the perspective of the Suicide Squad, is like, well, don't worry. Batman's medicated. I really think it, it's going to be an unhinged. Yeah. It, but it, it, it you, seemed, can, you can wrap it around and make it like a redemption arc at the end of it or something. You can, you can have it still be fine. Hmm. Because uh, clearly I'm, the Justice League is possessed by some sort of evil force. Yeah. Yes, they, they did this. Like, this is another Destiny-like thing. They did say you'll be able to play as the Justice League at some point. They were and possessed th- by th- some th- evil force having to deal with that guy with the boomerang. <laughs> it, it, might, it might not even be actually be Batman, because I don't think they were in Arkham Asylum initially, but then when Batman drops down and is evil, there's like a big red Arkham Asylum sign behind him. So it might be Scarecrow Gas, even. Hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. possible. Mm-hmm. I saved the best for last. Yes. Desperate, ravenous am I to play this game, to see these sights, to find out if he is, in fact, brilliant. <laughs> Ken Levine <laughs> jacks it to one tag. And it's blonde women in rapture. <laughs> yeah, sex and sucker punch. Absolutely. Oh, we man. got to see it. Judas. The game he has will have, by the time this comes out, been working on at least for 10 years. Thank God they're releasing it. I feel horrible for the people who have come and gone and not be able to do anything with that portfolio. Because you heard so many stories about, I worked on that game for four years, and now the last four years of my portfolio is empty, and I had to leave because I was losing my mind. Yeah, I get to put what's I've, where I've been for four years. I'm assuming that this is going to come out, and it's going to feel exactly like Bioshock Infinite in, the, in that the person with money came in and said, you fucking ship in 18 months. <laughs> God, you fucking so... ship, Ken Levine. There's no way it's not going to be that. Like, he he's obviously does not have the capability to tell himself no. Because yeah, there was I... already that Kotaku expose. Like, he just keeps, he gets, he plays some new game, gets some new idea, and suddenly we have to implement some new system. I, I imagine if it wasn't a case like that, Ken Levine would have been on stage tonight to announce it. But he doesn't even want to be associated anymore. I'm so thrilled. And the absolute peak would be if the marketing cycle for this, just like Bioshock Infinite, is they let him out with what is basically his handler to do the journalist rounds again. 
because they just have a person. Like if you go back and you read the Bioshock interviews, almost every single one of those has a person from the company who just keeps track of him. And he has to look to at multiple moments in every interview whether or not it's okay to answer the question or say what he's thinking. No. Ken's out on his own now, baby. How did Molyneux not have a handler like this? I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, the weird thing about Molyneux is he always just rises to the top in whatever organization he's in, and he always goes to a larger one, and he rises to the top, and he goes, I hate this. And it's like, yeah, you hate this, because you're doing a job right now, and you don't like that. Right. I think Peter Molyneux is literally a vampire. Entirely possible. Yeah. Entirely possible. But yeah, I think there's something really funny about anytime you see someone do interviews and there's somebody from the company who just makes sure they don't say the wrong shit. <laughs> uh, and I would love to get another round of that. Another ta another round, please, with Mr. Levine. Uh, because this shit is just straight up Bioshock 1 and Infinite combined and put in space. I love it. It's so... <laughs> it's... It's like that friend you have where it's like, how did this end up in my Twitter feed? You know who retweeted it before you look. <laughs> you know how it got there. There's no mystery. Stop kidding. You didn't even need to announce who made this game. You could have shown it. And because of the amount of money it was and what it looked like, you would know. You, we could have thought it was literally the new Bioshock game that's been talked about. Yeah, that was the only confusion. Yeah, that's the only thing that could have been other than this. That's it. I, it's so insane that this is what he's done with 10 years. Made the same game again. Because you would think being freed from the shackles of <laughs> yeah, just, the IP. He needed other people to get out of his way. Uh -huh. uh, maybe he did, finally may, made Maybe game. he genuinely thought that for six years. Yeah, no, like he has got some Lex Luthor brain rot. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last four or five, he just went. Oh my god. Oh my god. I have no idea how to make a game that isn't Bioshock anymore. <laughs> I don't know where it begins and ends and what the focus is. So we're just doing that again, baby. I just keep trying to pull things out of my ass and they're all the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really do be like that. Uh, but that's it for the news this week. Very excited to see you all again for Big Thing next week. But also, see you tomorrow for... I almost said binary domain. <laughs> Devil's Third. Yes. Uh, for people who don't know the lore, we did a giving games a chance for Devil's Third, what is now years ago. Yeah. God, Me and was... Bob recorded it. It was the funniest shit in the world. We were delighted. We were laughing so hard. Uh, the chat, you're sorry. Normally we ignore chat. I've been up for a day straight. We already talked about Hades too. Anyways, Devil's Third was so delightful and so Far beyond my expectations. So far beyond that I had not even realized like that he had get, gotten that much rope that anyone would have let him ship that game. That Nintendo put in funding and then went, yeah, that's out. No wonder Nintendo America's like, we printed three discs. <laughs> yes. Luckily, we own one. <laughs> <laughs> we got one of the three, baby. They must never come together. <laughs> God, I've been so excited to play this game since I bought it, like, yeah, I had to get it shipped from another store when I worked at GameStop because those things vanished from the existence. Guys, literally, it could be like three. <laughs> They're that few.
and you know, we knew it wouldn't be the same if we went to record it again, uh, again. All right. Because the recording had a corruption. It failed. It was heartbreaking. Most heartbreaking recording problem I think we'd ever have. Not the funniest. The funniest was when we ran the trying to demo three, four times in a row because it kept having technical problems. So by the fourth time, we're just screaming as we speed run the demo, barely making any sense. And I don't even know if that version made it up, but I'm excited. And you, you genuinely should be too. Because if you haven't been excited until now, if you're so jaded as to be like, Dan, I don't know. What even is Devil's Third? Is that like some sort of cool Mario-like game? It's on the Wii U, and that's where those go, Dan. So I assume it's that. No, it is not that, dear listener. It is, in fact, a game that inspired one of the best thumbnails Justice Zag has ever made. Weirdly enough, this, this actually is pretty similar to the Giving Games a Chance. This thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> And you cannot at any point be like, I don't watch, want to watch a stream that inspired that. Th of course you fucking do. So we will see you tomorrow for the Devil's Third Death Stream for 7th Gen Wonderland. We have Dr. Aggro too. Dr. Aggro will be the completely fresh eyes on this fucking insane beginning. I'm and hilarious video game. It's Everyone should be, Chris. It's so good. <laughs> The last time you told me, hey, we need you in here for this specific game, <laughs> it was a Tomadeus, and I'm still here. <laughs> but it had excellent in the title. I, I just, I trusted them. Chris, what do you have going on? I'm going to stream Signalis. Oh, nice. Because I got to get through that for game of the year. It's not apparently that long and lots of people who i trust have been like clapping like a seal about it so i'm gonna check that out also it's a game pass game so once again i get to add another game to the list that i didn't have to buy that makes it a nine or a ten right because it was free <laughs> uh it makes it a, i'll give it a fair shake because boy that there sure are games and never stopping games and 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 games. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty unending and individually even Xenoblade has proved that some of them are individually unending. Yes. Which is fine. I knew going in. I, however, was arrogant and you may recall on several pieces of content that is out there, I go, I only need eight or ten hours and then I'll figure out whether or not I like it. And then I'd played eight or ten hours and I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm into this. It's, just, it's like, I'm immune to this. Oh, never mind. Ah, jeez. <laughs> but that's going to do it for this episode. A big thing to mention. Would you guys believe the whole time we were doing this live, I did not want to remember that I have Hydrocity on my hard drive. Somehow, I just did not think I should find that and just play it directly off of the hard drive. I had been pulling up a YouTube video of that this whole time. Think up until last week. <laughs> how, how insane. I sure do get a lot of time to prepare for these streams. Anyways. Bob. What's up? Are you the guy with the gall? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> see you guys tomorrow for Devil's Third.
I said hydrosity because I'm a state of dress duress because I've been up for over a day straight. You don't get to hold me to that. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Big Think Dimension. It was only possible because of you lovely people and the support you give us by watching our streams, videos, liking them, commenting, and sharing it on Twitter, elsewhere, and supporting us over on Patreon.com slash Gib Podcasts. <laughs> Hydro City! It's in the lyrics.